0: We've got a great episode ahead of us, a very British episode. Uh, We're talking about one of our favorite genres, Brit pop. And we're going to make some really, really cool uh, drinks that I think we've never had before. Uh, But first, uh, I want to just shout out a a really great brand that's uh, been really friendly to the pod uh, and sent us uh, a, a really awesome sampler. They're called
1: Beatbox Beverages. Now, have you tasted this yet, Jackson? I have not. I have not. I have the thing in my hand. It is uh, best described, I would say, as a juice box for adults. The world's tastiest party punch. We recently did a podcast with uh,
0: with a company that does uh, canned cocktails. So I've actually opened myself up to the, to that world a lot more. Mm-hmm. And uh, very trendy I really right enjoyed now. Enjoyed them. Very trendy. Very right trendy now. right now. Uh, I'm excited to taste this pink lemon. Eleven point one percent alcohol by volume.
1: That is right. Uh, guaranteed to get the party started. Our most recent episode that you guys
0: can listen to uh, on Apple Music, uh, vodka and new disco. We started out with a Capri Sunrise, which is Capri Sun and <laughs> vodka, right? Uh, and this is a juice box, so it'll be interesting. This <laughs> to, is maybe uh,
1: this is this is maybe an elevated version of what the Capri Sunrise. <laughs> It's, uh, it's in the spirit of the Capri Sunrise, I would say, but it's, it's just a little bit, I don't know. But
2: more it, well thought out. Yeah, a
1: little, little bit better <laughs> thought out. A little bit um, more branding went into this. Um, and the, the, you know, the uh, ingredients and stuff they're using, I'm sure, are of the highest quality. It says it is uh, low-calorie, gluten-free, and glass-free, which is good. Mm. It's good that there's no glass in it. Kind of cardboard juice box thing. Um, now I put mine in the fridge for a little bit. Me too. Um, best yeah, served chilled. Best served chilled. It says it says it on there. Um, what you? What do you say we crack this thing open?
0: Let's crack it open. You know what I actually did? I uh, because it's pink lemonade. I have a feeling it might kind of resemble a cosmopolitan in some ways. So I got myself a little champagne flute to pour mm-hmm. it into. Uh, so I'm going to pour that in. I will then, be uh, we'll I will be it having
1: it... Uh, I'll be having straight it... Straight out of the box. Straight out the box.
0: Well, this will be good, because then we can compare, you know, putting in a glass versus going straight out of the box. Yeah. Anyway,
1: cheers, dude. Cheers, man. Tastes like pink lemonade.
0: Tastes like pink lemonade. It's, uh... It, it looks... So I'm... I have it in a champagne flute, and it really does look like a a Cosmo. It's very pink. It's stiff, It's translucent. It's quite stiff. It's, it's, you know, it probably will... You you drink a whole one of these, you'll probably feel like you drank two glasses of wine.
1: Um, It says three five-ounce servings. So it's kind of like three, you know, mid-size cocktail pours. In one, yeah. Um, but they make a bunch of other flavors: uh, blueberry, watermelon, fruit punch,
0: like a um, tropical
1: blend. Yeah, this at a music festival or something, something oh, where you a situation where you don't, you know, you're not into beers. Their mixed drink options might not be all the way there, or you know, depending on the price points and stuff. I could see this really being a hit. At like parties and stuff because it's zero effort. I mean, you just pick up a pack of them, put them on ice, yeah. hand them out to people and have a good time.
0: It's not as uh spiky as a cider. Um, it's not as heavy as a beer. It's not mm. as time intensive as making cocktails. I love it, man. Uh, it's nice and it's it's sweet, but not too sweet. Um, yeah, the flavor's really nice. Yeah. Cheers to Beatbox. Uh, mm-hmm. We're about to get into the, the full length. We've got our special guest Ian Burke uh, from the old, from my old DC hardcore scene back when I lived in Washington, DC. Uh, We're gonna do a very British episode coming up. Um, I hope you really enjoy it. If you wanna hear an extended version of this upcoming episode, head over to our Patreon, that's patreon.com slash imbibe the vibe and check out Beatbox, beatbox beatbox.com. You can go to the store locator. Uh, If you can't find a store in your zip code, uh, you can have it shipped to you uh, if you're uh, if you meet a certain uh, dollar amount when you get it shipped to you. But um, definitely worth it. Uh, I'm enjoying it a lot, and thanks so much to Beatbox for uh, uh, sending us a big sampler pack. We'll be uh, we'll be tasting a lot more throughout uh, more of the episodes we put out.
1: Yeah, and I, I think I'll even be um, using them as ingredients in drinks sometimes. Mm. Yeah, you because know? that's the thing is like you can drink them uh, on their own, but as like a you know a flavor enhancer or some kind of little secret sauce to get your tiki drinks or your punches going you know it's uh totally you know why totally. not beatbox.com beatbox. beatbox.com beatbox beatbox.com,
0: beatbox.com beatbox.com let's get into the episode
1: you're listening to the imbibe the vibe podcast hosted by alex vans and jackson bell the show is as always presented by bad business club that's right bad business club you can check us out on spotify to hear our latest music and go to our patreon for exclusive bonus content at patreon.com slash imbibe the vibe as always please drink responsibly enjoy the spirits enjoy the sounds but maybe not all at once. Leave that to us. Enjoy the show.
0: We're back. We're here. We're here. I'm dude. Alex.
1: I'm Jackson. And We're joined
0: by our special guest, uh, my good old friend and uh, confidant in the DC music scene back in the day, Ian Burke. What's up, Ian? How's it going? We are here to present to you, Imbibe the Vibe. Imbibe the Vibe. Imbibe the vibe. Imbibe. Imbibe the vibe. I like the singing
1: intro. Singing intro is new and I like it. And you're gonna you're gonna be taking a crack at making the drinks this time around, which I mean that's huge.
0: This is that's big. Huge. The, the last time I actually made a drink for you guys was you and Sam with the pina colada. But that was yes. just one time off. I'm gonna do eight, which is kinda crazy.
1: Yeah, man. It's uh now you can Walk a mile in my moccasins.
0: There you go. We're, you're probably going to hear this in June because we have a little bit of a backlog here. But, you know, a couple weeks ago I was thinking about it. It's April where we are right now, not where you are listening to the episode. But right now mm-hmm. it's mid-April. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of, like, royal bluster going around with Prince Philip's uh, death. There's a big yes. funeral, there's a lot of lots of shots of all right, rest in peace, you know, but lots of shots of Buckingham Palace. I'm reminded mm-hmm. of a lot of English things. The and big so we're gonna beef
1: do eater, uh bearskin hats.
0: Bearskin hats, um Westminster Palace, um, you know, those those big black taxi cabs, you know, that are rolling oh, yeah, about. Yeah, the, yeah. Very those popular. Those phone booths that I think are probably only used for um, <laughs> sex work now, or what? Or Doctor or Who. Doctor Who, yeah. Doctor, Doctor Who. Who booths, yeah. They filmed those there. Yeah. And so we're gonna do a very British episode. We're
1: doing British stuff today.
0: Lots. It's gonna be fun. Lots of British stuff. Yeah. Um, what's so we don't have like an actual base spirit for this one? We're we're kind of doing a little bit of a very British. Hodgepodge. You want to talk about, a, like, what we got it's going? It's a
1: hodgepodge for sure. There's a lot going on. Um, I kind of, I wanted to do, like, a sampler of some of the classic British things besides just, like, you know, oh, you know, gin. So we're just going to do, like, a bunch of gin drinks. I, I wanted to kind of mix it up a little bit. Now, here's a question. What is uh, Great Britain's favorite alcoholic beverage? Oof.
3: It's not Ian, what you, you might think. Take a guess. I was thinking gin, but um, obviously that's not going to be it. So,
1: uh. Yeah, kind of kind of a dead giveaway there, unfortunately. <laughs> but, uh, no, dude, it's, it's, uh. It, it kind of snuck up on me as I was doing the research. It's beer. Huh. Beer. That is, makes sense. That makes sense. Because we as Americans, when we think beer, we think like NASCAR. Yeah. And we also think of England as being sort of very proper and cultured,
2: you um, know?
1: But beer is, like, the national favorite drink of, uh, of England, so we're going to be doing some beer stuff this time around. Uh, yeah. We're pulling from all sorts of different uh, parts of the cocktail landscape, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good one. Beer makes sense. I mean, this is all this is all it's all pub
0: culture man it's all yeah it's all yeah, yeah. it's all rug, rugby clubs and 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 mm-hmm. schoolyards you know football. and football and football and and little corner nooks and cranny pubs you know and yeah. and just and hooligans and speaking of hooligans, hooligans who are a couple of guys that are a couple of the biggest hooligans in great britain the two brothers,
1: Damon, Al- Damon Albarn and uh, <laughs> his friends.
0: Well, I was. Gonna, you can say that. I was going to say the Gallagher brothers, and that's the Gallagher brothers me-
1: are. They're definitely hooligans. We're going to get into them in a bit. David Algar, Richard Ashcroft. He's kind of a hooligan.
0: Um, yeah. I mean, the. Uh, you know, we're going to do Britpop. This is Britpop. This oh,
1: is. Yeah, we would... haven't said what music we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> it's Britpop, kind of like. But I'd say this is. As far as the time period, it's, like, the very tail end of the 80s up through the 90s and 2000s, right?
0: Yep. So, yeah, Britpop sort of hit its crest in 96 with Mm. What's the Story, Morning Glory. Uh, And I think it was Blur's, like, fourth record because basically they had this little... They just kept one-upping each other on the charts and that rivalry kind of... Um, you know, really mm-hmm. helped skyrocket the genre. And then oh, blur I and think...
1: Blur and Oasis, you
0: mean. Blur and Oasis, right. And yeah. what did I say? Uh,
1: just, just Blur, I don't know.
0: Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, blur and Oasis. But yeah, it started in the late 80s. It, uh, But I think the thing, like, we could have chosen a lot of music to pair with British stuff. I mean, Shit, yeah. why didn't we choose The Stones? Why didn't we do a all-David Bowie episode? Why didn't we do, like... Glam, you know. Uh, Zeppelin. Zeppelin. Uh, there's a scuffle. We could have done scuffle. We could have done uh, yeah, yeah, skiffle. Sorry, skiffle is the or the Skiffle. Group, skiffle. Yeah. Um, but this is, this genre is very unique in that it purposefully reveled in its own Britishness. Everything mm. else was like, we're British and we're playing music. Uh, this was but pop music to, that
1: we're, was. We're trying to sound like Chuck Berry or Helen Wolfe or whoever. Exactly. This was like With the a older weird... stuff, at least. Totally. This was like a full circle where they're like,
0: "Okay, now we're just gonna revel on all things British," and you know, all these guys kind of pulled out of, um, you know, we're gonna do bands like Oasis, Blur, The Verve, Pulp, Stone Roses. Um, it's coming up. It's coming up. Uh, they're all very, you know. I, I think a lot of the differences you can tell is they're all very forward with their regional accents. So all of that is very British. They cite a lot of mm. English yeah. things in their lyrics, um, and yeah, it was good stuff. I mean, it uh, early '90s to mid '90s kind of crested off when the Spice Girls got big, and uh. Uh, and then Radiohead came in and made all the. All, all very sad. <laughs> so it was either like 2 pop. Yeah. Britpop was like this this nice little microcosm of like the right amount of pop and the right amount of like cool rock guys and then it's Bifurcated into too much pop and then too much sadness, you know.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Radio Radiohead bums me out, dude.
0: Yeah, that's why I didn't put any on the playlist. I don't want to <laughs> uh, hint. Yeah. We are never going to have Radiohead as
1: part of this.
2: Yeah. Podcast. Sorry, guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you want to get into? Sorry, it? T- sorry, Tom. <laughs> sorry, yeah. Tom. Sorry, Let's dive
0: uh, in. sorry. Uh, Two thousand three version of me, and also every. College freshmen out there who just discovered uh, yeah. listening to albums. I never.
1: I had friends who were so into Radiohead, and uh, I, I never got the bug. the The Radiohead bug never bit me, and um, and I I thank, I I thank the Lord every day. Yeah,
0: you dodged a bullet. <laughs> it's like the Dave Matthews bug. It's hard to, hard <laughs> to get
1: Okay, <laughs> Okay. All okay, right, let's, let's get into this, into this before we get in any more hey, trouble. Hey,
0: this yeah, <laughs> before we just shit talk every single band and not be able to do them anymore. Uh, yeah. This, yeah. speaking of, um, speaking of Damon Albarn, this is right. Coffee and TV by Blur from
1: 1999.
0: What are we making? What am I making? So, what are we, each of us, what are you going to show me how to make?
1: Well... Um it had to be something coffee oriented obviously because you yeah. can't have a song called coffee and TV and not make some kind of coffee drink. And fun fact, Blur's first gig ever was at an Irish wedding.
0: Oh wow. I didn't re- I didn't research that. That's in- that's <laughs> so That is interesting. Yeah. So
1: we will begin the British episode with An Irish coffee (laughs) An Irish coffee Oh, I'm excited uh, And I I think this is It's kind of fun for a few reasons Uh, Blur's first gig was an Irish wedding Um, The song has the word coffee in the title And the history of Britain Is kind of inextricably linked To the history of Ireland You can't really You can't really talk about one Without talking about the other a little bit I, I couldn't agree more um, yeah. I so, mean, we
0: could go all the way back. We might have to get a little more explicit in the, in the um, actual drink-making part of this because mm-hmm. I'm doing this the first time, so my multitasking skills on talking about Blur and making this drink aren't going to be as Totes. good, so maybe you can step-by-step step me here and well, tell me, tell me what's going is, together.
1: The good news is it's, uh, it's pretty straightforward. You start off with some Irish whiskey.
0: And I've got, just for you guys at home, here, we've got a Tullamore Dew here. Oh, very
1: nice. Yeah, a triple distilled Irish whiskey. So um, an ounce and a half, ounce and a half of Irish whiskey in the glass. Um, and then, like a, a you know, the recipe says two tablespoons. That seems like a lot. So, yeah. like a generous pinch of sugar, you know? All right. Um, I actually added a little bit of cinnamon to my sugar previously just because I felt like doing that. Um, yeah. Then with some kind of spoon or something, give it a little stir to get it to integrate. Then once you got your uh, once you got your sugar in, add your coffee, um, Top it off. Don't leave some room at the top though because then it's the all important whipped cream which you got to whip your own cream, people. Don't use any ready whip. It's like Devo says. (laughs) You know, before before the cream sets out too long, you must whip it. Whip it good. (laughs) Whip it good, yeah. Before the cream sets
0: out too long, you must listen to this Blur song. Yeah. There it is. All right, so I'm going to flip this coffee up. There you go. All right. This is what you need to wake up, little... And then uh, I have to sort of re-whip
1: this cream. Give, because... it a, give it a whip. Give it a whip. Cause it's been sitting out too long. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been I've been re-whipping my cream as well. The best thing to do is if you get a mason jar or some kind of some kind of thing you can close. You want to get. You just give it a shake.
3: You oh, know. Yeah. That's what we should have done. We
1: should have we should have shaken it. Yep. I don't have any caps though. That's my problem.
3: Uh, yeah. Now look at that.
1: You see that? You see that beautiful, oh, wow. beautiful cream there?
0: Oh, see us to
3: shame over here. Uh,
0: yeah,
1: it's definitely the same over here.
0: <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> <laughs> then you just ever so gently spoon the cream onto the coffee, and then you you leave it there. You don't touch it because you want it to. To just sort of sit there and have the beautiful layers and stuff. Ah,
0: yes, spooning the definite cream that we very well whipped right over.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we (laughs) totally didn't just
0: have half and half that we poured in.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that that looks delicious. Yeah, this cream's all like fluffy and nice. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: what I'm not I say? Gonna... <laughs> I, got, uh, I got nice cream.
3: I can't you know? talk about your cream. Do, man. All
1: right, cheers. See? But look at that. You see that? That's, oh, that's about oh, what you're looking for there. Damn it.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's, that's yeah. You
1: can't really see it because the light's a little blown out over here, but... Uh, cheers. Slotcha. That's yeah. Cheers.
0: This is what I should be doing every morning. Oh, yeah. Work.
2: Yeah.
0: It'll get me...
1: It gets me... It, That's
2: a wire and a
1: buzz at the same time.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and you want to serve it in glass so that you can admire the layers. So, what's up with the Irish coffee? Like,
0: you always see it... I've always been reticent to make my own Irish coffee because uh, it's always on some, like, TGI Fridays or Hula (laughs) Hands menu. Yeah. And uh, I never know... Every time I, I think about the Irish... Coffee. I just think about being in a sad chilies or
1: something, ordering it off the dessert menu. Well, that might be a little unfair to the Irish coffee, because as as we as we are discovering, it's delightful.
3: It is pretty delightful. Yeah. Ian, what do you think? I, I really like it. It's smooth. It's not too sugary. Not too sweet. Yeah. That's what you get worried about when you go to the TGI Fridays or something. <laughs> yeah. gonna, it's gonna taste like a Starbucks like
1: it's sugar like bomb. A, a frappuccino with some whiskey in it exactly
3: that's I like, think they that's, usually that's
0: no fun they, they, they throw they, I I was actually ha- happy to see when you made this recipe list that you don't have Bailey's as part of this because yeah yeah no, I think no, that's no, no, what no. ruins it yeah no this-
1: keep, keep the Bailey's look I I'm a fan of Bailey's all right in certain drinks it can be really great um like you know you could always just like drink Bailey's out of a shoe that's good. <laughs> like, Old Greg, the way Old Greg used to do it. Deep reference. Um, but no, Irish coffee, you, because think about it, dude. You got cream, coffee, whiskey. You don't need to add, like, coffee, cream, liqueur to... Yeah. It's like bringing... Adding Baileys to Irish coffee is like bringing sand to the beach. Yep. It, uh, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Or, like, uh, bringing
0: Budweiser to it. A corner pub on fleet street right yeah yeah which we
1: will get into good british beer oh later I've on in the episode some.
0: let's let's talk about blur huh uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: actually tell me, tell me
0: about blur. i was excited to do this and ian I, we were thinking about having a guest uh on our first remote one and i thought of i thought of uh i thought of you right away because i was like what do you know about 90s brit pop and this is the first tune that you were like, oh, coffee and TV, you got to put this on. Yeah. Uh, what made you kind of want, like, what was what was the reason for that knee jerk? Like, yep, this
3: well, is the song. What does this mean to you? Definitely my first foray into Britpop was definitely Blur-centric. Yeah. That was the band I kind of got into. I was a big fan of uh, Park Life, which this song is not on that album, but that's kind of when they hit their stride as far as... Uh, you know, getting songs played in the U.S. and things like that, and I have always just been a huge Graham Coxon fan. This, this song
0: h- is written by Graham Coxon. Yeah, Coxson. and sung by Graham Coxon. Actually,
3: just that yeah. cool textural rhythmic guitar. Yeah, uh, he's always good for like a nice strong riff. So it kind of reminds me yeah, of the mean, Cars a little bit. <inaudible> <inaudible> yeah,
0: you know, <inaudible> very, very. That's tight. probably why I like it. Yeah, too. <laughs> yeah, the English Cars. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Coxon wrote this. This is not a Damon Albarn song, um, and he sang this one it, too. You know what's weird? It doesn't sound like a Damon Albarn
1: song. That's you know? why. That's yeah. why it's not. <laughs> yeah. Right. See, because Blur is. I should mention. You know, because I'm a little bit. I'm a little younger than you guys. Blur is kind of before my time. Yeah. I know Damon Albarn a lot better through the Gorillaz. Yeah. 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 Um. But you know, it's kind of cool to see the progression. Like this is where he was previously. And then he went on to do that. Mm -hmm. And this is much later on blur too. This was, um, this was written by
0: Coxon uh, about his struggle with alcoholism actually. And, and I think everyone's Mm -hmm. pretty, you're probably familiar with that. Like the milk box video where the it's, they had a really famous music video. It was actually in, uh, the season three episode of the sopranos pine barrens aj is watching it in the in the dining room tony picks up the phone and starts yelling like uh that's the scene where he's like can the package survive and like aj's in the background watching this music video and it's like damon uh it's it's uh graham Coxon's face on a milk carton and like the milk cartons Mm -hmm. and cgi walking around Um, right but it's about his uh, him writing about like this is I used to sit and drink coffee and watch TV to like keep myself from drinking, um, mm. and that's kind of what the lyrics are like hinting at. Um, you know, these guys are cool, man. I, I think they're um, every Brit pop band kind of draws an influence from you know somebody from the '60s, '70s, '80s. The Beatles, Bowie,
3: yeah, uh, yeah, lots of that kind of stuff, definitely.
0: Although I don't hear a lot of Beatles in Blur,
3: I hear like the Kinks nah. in Blur, but you they know, do kinks. have moments where they'll do those kind of like orchestral interludes just randomly in a, on an yeah. album and things like that.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Damon, Damon
1: loves that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like uh, gorillas albums have that sort of thing going on
3: too. Oh,
0: definitely. This uh, this guitar solo. Um, almost and we're we're not lining up with the track here but this the guitar solo that was in here was very well lauded like in the music press at the time um and i think it's actually like it not to bring up that band that shall not be spoken of but um <laughs> it's very proto johnny greenwood uh in a good way it's like well, kind of this yeah. just sonic like kind of harkens back to the fact that these guys were kind of a shoegaze band like mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. in the early late 80s early 90s where you know he can yeah you can just kind
1: of let it go and, and it's not uh, it's not Eric Clapton
2: Mm-mm. you know yeah. what I mean it's no, pretty it's like, far
1: from any any sort of like blues based that kind of guitar playing
0: yeah it's like these guys I think you'll hear this a lot too like this this genre is not about like blues guitar or like really any kind I I'm, I'm of, trying
3: to think of a Coxon solo that sounds like any blues I'm it's, not yeah
0: or doesn't just sound it, like, it
1: doesn't exist
3: right yeah
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's it, like this this whole genre is either like it's no solos or the solos
1: are very like
0: experimental scape.
3: yeah yeah
1: with one notable exception and we'll get to it later oh you know? okay. yeah oh yeah yep yeah. yeah. we're going to wait for that though yeah yeah and but oh uh, but I mean, you, I'm totally biased because I, I, I'm i a guitar player. I love that kind of guitar playing, like yeah. lead, leads and solos and stuff. So I'll, anyway, when we do that tune, I'll talk about it, and I'll talk about why, from a young age, I loved it so much.
0: Well, speaking of moving on, uh, this was great. I think this was a good, you know, three in the afternoon wake up yeah. uh, for mm-hmm. us uh,
3: to get into the podcast, you know? Uh, I'm yeah. loosened up. How, how do you feel after this After this one? I feel like this is the right time of the day for this drink. Right? You know, I'm not going to drink this <laughs> late night at the 3 bar. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's
1: like going... Right, and, and maybe uh, any earlier, you, you might not want to be drinking.
2: Exactly. So, you know,
1: 3 p.m. rolls around, or even, you know, get out of bed at 3 p.m., have yourself an Irish <laughs> coffee. Not
3: bad. Yeah. There you little, go. The sky's a little gray, so it kind of has that English Irish feel to it <laughs> today.
0: Yeah. And there it mm-hmm. is. The Great. Irish coffee. I'm digging it. And Blur. Cheers. Cheers, boys. This is uh, Common People by Pulp from 1995. Um, mm-hmm. This is. Uh, author 95 record, different class. Before I get into too much about pulp, um, uh, when I saw this, I was like, not to give too much away, but when I when I saw the recipe list, I'm like, we're making a mimosa? What's going on here? But what well, are we
1: making? It's, it's called a Buck's Fizz. Okay. Right? It's called a Buck's Fizz. It is very similar to the mimosa. It, it, in effect, it is a mimosa. But... It predates the, you know, uh, I mean, I don't know if they were having brunch in the 20s, but, uh, <laughs> it's named after Buck's Club in London, where Jack McGarry worked, um, in 1921. Ah, and, uh, a cousin only... of
0: the Bloody Mary at the, uh, almost, a contemporary,
1: you <laughs> Yeah, know. well, yeah. you know, Mimosa, Bloody Mary, those are kind of the, yeah. the breakfast-y drinks, but, um... There were a few reasons that this one spoke to me. This tune is kind of like bubbly, fizzy, Mm
2: -hmm. uh,
1: tangy. Yeah. Um, And the band is called Pulp. Yeah, there you Uh. go. (laughs) I couldn't resist, you know? And, uh, you know, the Brits are, of course, obsessed with class. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So the, the tune is called Common People. And what could be less of a common person's thing than champagne? You know, it's or well, like the marriage of orange juice and champagne as like, you know, maybe low class and high class or whatever.
0: This is actually um, connects really well with the theme of the song, because it actually is about yeah. his resentment towards like upper crust people that like hipsters that slum it like really rich, yeah. like, <laughs> like, you know, art students that it, that's what this song is about. And it's about an art student yeah. who was so pretentious. She wanted to slum it. So like, I love it. It's a great pairing. Yeah. How do I make it? The uh, <laughs>
1: so it's very easy. Um, you get yourself you get yourself some orange juice. Um, the ratio is what matters here. Okay. The ratio is what matters. Uh, there aren't any measurements in the recipe. Okay. Um, but you go orange juice first. Orange juice first, and what you want to do is you want it to be uh, one third orange juice to two thirds. Champagne. Okay. So...
0: Alright, I'm gonna... I'm gonna eyeball this one. Yeah, you got it. You got to.
1: I think that's the best way to do it. That's probably good.
0: Yep. And, uh, always... I I can't stress this enough. We can't stress this enough. And if you've been listening since episode uh, one... I just gotta... You gotta juice your own. You gotta juice your own juice. Um... This is freshly juiced. Freshly, but not fresh. Yeah. Because, you know, there's fresh squeezed. True, yeah. Which is like what you get at the grocery store. Like, okay, I guess this was squeezed at some point. Yeah. At some point in time, it was (laughs) freshly (laughs) squeezed. It
1: it, it was part of a fruit once. (laughs) (laughs) But no. Squeeze it your own. And then it should uh, end up as some kind of golden elixir like that.
0: Speaking of common people... Yeah. I went to the total wine and more again. And uh I I said, where is your sparkling white wine section? And the Mm -hmm. the wine expert there went over and started talking to me about, well what are you looking for? Are you looking for uh and I was like, that one (laughs) and it was the it was the nine (laughs) dollar one.
1: (laughs) Yep. Yep. I mean over here we got uh the barefoot bubbly. Oh,
0: Oh, the small yeah. champagne. I've got the yeah. Gruet, uh, American oh, yeah. American good. sparkling wine.
2: That's nice. Uh, to that's hug. good
0: stuff. Ah, <laughs> uh, it, from New Mexico.
3: Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> known, yes. known for their the Known for their champagne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're being common people. <laughs> yeah,
1: we're just yeah, man.
3: Slumming it with that's the what common matters. people. As far as
1: this tune goes, I think it suits it. Cheap champagne and, like, orange juice that is already so far above anything you buy in a carton because you actually took the time to <laughs> cut over the fruit yeah. and squeeze
0: the juice out of it. You took the effort. Uh, so th- I'm yeah. probably going to fill the rest of the glass with this if it's two-thirds champagne, right?
1: Uh, yeah, man, sure. Whatever you want to do. All right. Yeah, and, and speaking of common people, I'm drinking it out of a jar.
3: So yeah, you know, I noticed that. There
1: you go. It
0: <laughs> well, uh, this is...
1: doesn't really get more backwoods than that.
0: that I a... remember it was funny because when we started this podcast in June of last year, we, I had just gotten back to New York, um, and we were doing it at my place, and we didn't have any other right things because we just started, um, we, like we had just started it, and now. We we both just moved into new places. I moved to another state, and now we don't have any of the right the right things anymore. Now either. we don't have anything.
1: So yeah. I mean, look, we we put the correct glassware and correct garnishes on the recipe so that you have them, but you gotta. We just improvise. And we're do. doing
0: you one better because I actually have I have wine I have so, I have wine glasses. I don't quite yeah, have champagne yeah, glasses, yeah, but but cheers, 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 guys. Here we go. We're really um, hitting them with the
3: breakfast stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So what makes this different from a mimosa?
0: Jackson, you're going to have to answer that one. The name?
1: Uh (laughs) No, seriously. The name and, uh, I guess, the ratio. Yeah. The ratio being the thing that matters. I mean, dude, I've seen people... You know what? Now that I think about it, I think the key difference, and this is gonna sound so stupid, but the key difference is that every time I've made a mimosa in a, in a bar, I've poured the glass up with champagne and then added a little bit of orange juice for color. Uh, oh, yeah. And yeah. then with this, you go orange juice first. I'm feeling yeah, it. I don't know. So, I, traditionally, I, I guess it's a semantic thing, but... Well, um, in effect, there is no difference.
0: Well, maybe it's I'm imagining
3: good. it, but I felt like it was frothed differently on the top than a...
0: I think that's the freshly squeezed, though. I think that's what's giving you the, giving you the froth. Uh, yeah.
3: Because yeah. if you're
0: using uh,
1: Tropicana, you know... It doesn't coat the glass like that, it's so Tropicana.
2: Hard.
1: It's pretty good. It's tangy. It's very easy to drink. Yeah. And it, it kind of, you know... Because this tune's kind of like... Bounces along. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it works. I, I think I, it works with this. I mean, you, you
0: suggested this song and I didn't know it before, but this might be my favorite song on the playlist. This whole album is
3: really good. Uh, the guy's voice is so distinct. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I guess you could even say even a little Bowie ish at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jarvis Cocker. Jarvis Cocker, yeah, yeah. yeah. He has Freaklish. Sorry, what a
1: what an English-sounding yeah. rocker name. <laughs> Jarvis, Jarvis Cocker.
0: Is and that you, a joke? If
3: dude? you look at him, he looks hyper-English, too. Yeah. Um, and he has freakishly large hands. Every time I look <laughs> at him, like on a music video, I just can't stop looking at his hands. <laughs> so wow. if you guys ever get the chance, check those out.
2: <laughs> All right. <laughs>
3: Yeah, impressive,
1: uh, impressive digits. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought the lyrics were
0: are really great in this song because this is kind of one of the only, like, storytelling songs that I could find, that we could find sort of of yeah. the genre. Like, he's actually telling the story of meeting this Greek art student mm-hmm. and her talking, like, so pretentiously about how, you know, she wants to be, like, with the common people even though she's probably comes from this super super rich family but the story yeah, right. behind how they met and how they hung out was like very british as well yeah like they met uh, on at uh, what was called uh so they met at university i don't know what school they went to but they met at what was called a, a crossover fortnight uh <laughs> where <laughs> where you would you would uh you would try a different major for two weeks so it was called a crossover fortnight
1: and yeah that's very English sound and yeah. so also I'm not gonna lie that sounds kind of cool like I wish my school had offered something like oh, that yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah well the crossover fortnight is what like allowed him to meet like uh is what allowed him to meet this greek art student because they like apparently just went and studied sculpture together for two weeks and uh he was inspired enough to write this
3: song he doesn't remember her name what a shame well yeah (laughs) the cool thing about this song too is how you know it starts very low-key and he's kind of talking and it just keeps building and like yeah you can kind of feel like the blossoming of all the romance and everything, yeah. so... Yeah, he starts off yeah. like... I was on my crossover yeah. <laughs>
2: fortnight
3: just learning
0: how to sculpt with a Greek girl. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and then by the end, he's just so earnest and, like...
0: Then he was like... Yeah. Let's go down
2: and a gyro!
3: I mean, this is, this is definitely, like,
1: pretty high energy,
3: uh-huh. you know? Yeah.
1: I, I don't think any of the other tunes... Quite have that like high energy thing. And C, C major, it's a very bright key. Very bright key. You know? It's it's just right, right up there. C yeah, D, e just like e a big F G a, a B. A big, and C. Yeah, big <laughs> yellow sun. It's just like this big yellow thing, kind of kind of like this beverage in a way. It's just this hey, very big, bright. You know what it's very like. Bright.
0: It's like yeah. watching the sun peek over the acropolis I
2: can't see anyone else watching yes. the
0: mediterranean sun peek over the acropolis just like a greek sculptress would
3: see yep. is that in yep. honor uh, of like, a greek art studio?
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> a sculpting <laughs> greek woman a sculptress and, uh, a sculptress here's to sculpted. you
0: Penelope Maninakis. <laughs> yep, and <laughs> totally. <laughs> that's, her name. that's her name now. Uh. <laughs> it's okay, I'm half Greek, I can do these and, things. And your father, Stavros. Gerasimos, actually. Gerasimos. Where are going
3: talk about the Fortnite.
0: Well, he doesn't actually say the Fortnite, oh. but he was. Uh, it was in an interview. He was like, "Oh yes, this is part of our crossover Fortnite." Right? <laughs> let's go, let's go. I'm gonna use that from now on. <laughs> There's <a> somehow couple- <laughs> crossover
2: <laughs> Fortnite.
0: There, there are a couple <laughs> things I do want to mention about this band because I like, because hmm. um, it kind of comes to like, oh, English is or, uh, England's uh, number one uh, beverage is beer, and like this, this. There, this music is kind of even though it's glossed up and it was media hyped in the 90s it was still like common people it was very blue collar music at the same time oh yeah um, and, yeah, and yeah. these bands came all came out of like a super blue collar scene like these guys were from mm-hmm. Sheffield which is like you know sort of like the freaking the Pittsburgh of yeah, England yeah I'd say like the central Long Island of England you know um, yeah. <laughs> and, yes. Well, you
3: know, Oasis would talk smack to Blur Because they were from the suburbs Yeah And, you know, Oasis was from
0: I think they were from Manchester, right? Yeah, I think right? you're right Yeah, yeah Blur like, yeah, yeah. was right. from and Manchester, quote-unquote But, yeah. like, yeah um, I mean, that's like saying someone that grew up in, like, Westchester Is, like, you know Actually, speaking of common people type of people You probably know these people from Williamsburg-Jackson But the, yeah. the, the people that, like, you know Grew up in like Westchester County or something. The really rich, and that, and you meet them in Brooklyn, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm from, I'm a native New Yorker. I'm, I'm from New York." Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah.
1: okay, yeah, yeah. Or like, you know,
0: <laughs> see, you can, you and me can probably mention this because we both grew up in the, um, in like Northern Virginia, but like, I never dared to claim that I was from D.C. No. Because, I would always like, say
3: Northern Virginia. Yeah. I was
0: always say, like, I'm I'm from Virginia because if, if you start saying you're from D.C., you better, like,
3: own up to it, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, inside but, the beltway, like, but sure, I don't want to yeah. have to explain the whole story to somebody. <laughs> yeah. And... Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're talking to someone from another country because they're not going to know what Northern Virginia is There really. was a
0: point. Actually, we might yeah. get into this, but, like, Ian <laughs> and I, th- I think the farther away you are, and if you find yourself in England, maybe this might tee you up as to where you should say you're from. But the farther away you are, the bigger the radius of the area in which you say you're actually from. And Ian and uh, I... yes yeah. yeah. So I just started at some point, like, because Ian and I uh, did a, uh, an acoustic uh, duo gig uh, on a cruise ship in Australia. And at some point, I got tired of explaining uh. to people what Virginia, what, where Virginia was. People started, yeah. I got tired of explaining, like, where D.C. was. A lot was. of people
3: didn't know where Washington, D.C. was. I just
0: started saying I was from New York, because it was, like, the closest <laughs> <Yeah>. place. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it made it so
0: much easier. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Everyone from New York, that. yeah. Because I started doing that, yeah. and then you looked at me weird the first few times, yeah. and then
3: you kind of were like, yeah, fuck it, because well, yeah. yeah. I was just sick of over-explaining <laughs> everything, you know? I was like, I'm just going to say New York, too, because it's on the right coast,
0: and, uh... <laughs> yeah. I could get Close we enough. could get to it tonight if we wanted to <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, to uh, yeah the love of the common people which is a Waylon Jennings album mm. there you um, go and uh, the the Bucks Fizz the Bucks Fizz which it's it's the
3: grandfather of the mimosa as far as I'm concerned and be careful saying it because you don't want to switch up the, the first letters <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fucks biz, yeah. fucks biz. That's, yeah, that's fine. There you go. Yeah.
1: That's when you. That's when you know it's probably time to go home. Well, yeah. This is kind of like. No, like, give, give it. Give it. Fucks biz. <laughs> hey, cheers.
2: Yeah.
0: Cheers, to, uh, cheers, cheers! Cheers to. Cheers, dude. Cheers to a, the fucks biz. Cheers to the fucks biz. <laughs> Common people. This is connection. By Elastica. From. Mm-hmm. 1994. What's going on? What do we have
1: so, I wanted, again, in the vein of, like, something classic and something very British. Um, this is a, a gin drink, which already kind of puts it in the, in the realm of Britishness. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a, a gin sour, uh, the Gimlet, you know? Mm. Um, that's like a... It's an old-school cocktail, for sure, um, because in the olden days... Um, cocktails were made. Some cocktails were made by the barrel, mm. and bartenders would use a small knife called a gimlet to tap one of these barrels.
0: So they would right? make them all the whole cocktail inside the barrel, and then the yeah. and and it would be this. It would be this. So they they'd have to. It, it would yeah, sit in like the barrel a, a for a little, while. Okay. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, and it would need to be kind of. It would need to be like a, a spirit mixed with some kind of sugar, syrup, fruit thing oh. um, to uh, to hold up to travel, you know? Because the sugar is a preservative, as is the alcohol. Yeah. Which is why uh, good old Rose's Lime Juice there you go. rears her ugly head for The thing uh, that you this. never
0: actually wanted to use, Rose's Lime Juice... Yeah. I,
1: well, for the gimlet, for the gimlet, the Rose's lime juice is traditional.
0: You always turned me That's, down when I tried to when I show I have hey, I have grenadine. I got Rose's grenadine and you said, "Fuck that shit. I'm making my own no, grenadine." No, Rose's
1: gr- Rose's grenadine is all right. Uh-huh. Rose's lime juice. Uh-huh. The lime juice is like it's it's no good. Um <laughs> now I I couldn't find Rose's lime juice on my end. Uh-huh. So instead what I have is the master of mixes whiskey sour mixer? Ooh, right. Wow. And it doesn't have that. It's uh, it comes in a plastic bottle, so you know it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, roses, and roses, lime juice, plastic bottle too.
0: You know. There you yeah. go.
1: That's how you know it's a quality product. <laughs> um, it's uh, it doesn't have that kind of like radioactive green tint. Yeah. That roses yeah. does. Yeah. Um, like, but a gimlet, a, a, a gimlet's super simple. You don't even need to shake it. You just fill your glass up with ice, pour the gin in uh, an ounce and a half, and then a half an ounce of the roses. Give it a quick little stir, and then a uh, and then a lime wedge on top of it, and a, a stirring straw if you, you want. So ice, let's go ahead. How much
0: ice do I use? Uh, enough. But again, mixing it in the glass. I, I haven't. I just got a really nice fancy shaker, and I I, I haven't let me use it yet.
3: Gimlet kind of sounds like very English, like a Hobbit or a Harry Potter (laughs) thing or something. Yeah. It does sound like an English (laughs) thing.
1: A gin sour that's kind of you know, a little bit on the syrupy side, which I feel like that kind of works with this tune. Like, this tune feels a little gross to me. It is. It's just kind
2: of a little gross. You
3: know, you were talking about the color of roses. It kind of looks like when you take a lot of vitamins and then <laughs> take a leak.
2: And
3: <laughs> you know, it has
1: that kind of tinge to it. Yeah. Well, you know, so you're saying it's what your pee looks like when you're super healthy. Exactly. From all the vitamins.
3: Exactly. You know?
1: It's like... I mean, <laughs>
3: I've been eating all these vitamins, man. I'm I'm super healthy. You scare yourself for a second, then you're like, "Oh yeah, I had vitamins." What
0: kind of drink? What kind of gin are you having, uh, uh, Jackson?
1: I got uh, this here Seagram's Extra Uh, Dry.
0: We've got the Bombay Extra
1: Dry. That's nicer stuff. It's that's that's solid gin.
0: It's got someone on the cover that looks like some kind of a queen. Maybe it's Queen Victoria. I figured it looked very British. Um, that looks like Queen.
3: queen yeah, Victoria, looks like a Queen. It?
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, to me, the uh, the quintessential British gin is uh, bee feeder.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Just because those guys those guys are called the Beefeaters, and it's the it's got the dude with the hat yeah. on there, and he's standing with his uh, his frock on. You
3: know. Which, which they're is probably. Very, a, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just. It was very confusing to me as a kid when I first saw there was a gin called Beef Eater. Because <laughs> I yeah. did not understand what the correlation was. There's a, a, a guy that eats some beef. Hey,
0: here's the gimlet. Yeah. Speaking of... Yeah. Looks nice.
3: Cheers. Cheers man.
0: You know what's good about doing this podcast and for anyone out there listening, too? Not only... What, what I've noticed, too, about doing it is, like... And for all you listeners, not only can you learn how to make a lot of these drinks. But then you can be uncomfortable, like, thinking that you might sound like an asshole, like, ordering a cocktail that you don't know whether or not the bartender is going to know how to make. Which is, like, the opposite problem that most people have, where, oh, shoot, uh, uh, what do I want? Uh, I guess I'll have a vodka soda, right? Yeah. And now you're like, oh, my god, I have all these ideas. Uh, Can can I have a Boulevardier? And then uh, they look at you weird, and you're like, yeah.
1: Here's the thing. If you're at a bar and the bartender doesn't know how to make a Boulevardier, you shouldn't go to that bar. You know? Totally.
2: Yeah.
1: What if? That's that's an that's one that is like I don't want to say entry level. I don't want to sound like a doucher and be like, you gotta know how to make this fucking thing. But like, if you're gonna be a cocktail bartender, you should probably know that one. You can. It's s- like if you're gonna be a. It's like if you're gonna be a guitar player, you should probably know. You really got me by the kinks.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know.
1: It's, it's like that level, I think. This is probably, would you say this is more elementary than that? It's a classic. I yeah. mean, this is a classics classic. And it's two ingredients. Yeah. Like, you get pretty, you know, y- y- you could get pretty lucky uh, with two ingredient cocktails, I think. Yeah, I, I like know, this. Like,
3: it's very refreshing is this the first thing you kind of think of. yeah. Um, and it doesn't have that overpowering piney gin taste because it's kind of neutralized by the uh, the roses. Uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. It's a nice one.
2: Yeah.
1: And what's interesting to me, because I I totally agree with you, um, I think there's almost like a dual neutralization happening yeah. where the soapiness of the gin gets taken out by the the roses and uh, the gin cuts through. Any kind of like syrupy grossness yeah, that you yeah. might be getting from the roses. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty solid. It's like uh, it's like England's answer to the margarita, kind of. <laughs> Actually, it's, that's it's a very English
3: very margarita. true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now I'm It's totally just like if, if a margarita
1: that, was English.
2: <laughs>
3: and once again, these are kind well, of well. T- Sorry. No, no, no. You go. You go. I was just saying. So far, these have all been pretty good day drinks. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know,
3: like, something I would drink with some friends in the afternoon. On a cloudy British afternoon. On a cloudy British day. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Speaking of... So, Elastica,
0: uh... This is... This is from their self-titled debut. I don't know if you guys, like, came into this knowing this. I didn't know this, but these... uh, This was formed out of two uh, ex-Suede members who will actually hear later. I didn't know that. Yeah, Justine Frickman and Justin Welch. Um... So they got a lot of trouble for plagiarism, including this song. Huh. Um, speaking of like th- this, actually, this this uh, nah, 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 mm-hmm. nah, comes from a, a it's it's the same exact riff as a, uh, from a band called a British band called The Wires from the '70s. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's tuned down Ooh. a half step, but it's the exact same thing.
3: I enjoy The Wire. The wire. That's yeah. Yeah, um, but I don't remember that song exactly. But that that makes sense. Called three
1: girl rumba.
3: Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. And it's that same rhythm. Like.
2: Same thing. It's just it's a half step up,
3: and that's it. Yeah. Right. I feel like this song definitely charted in the U.S. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Heavy rotation. Yeah. Uh, Hmm. because I remember hearing it a lot in the you know mid '90s.
0: I mean, I, I think if, if like Blur to a lesser extent, Pulp like probably, I you know I think Blur kind of came you know, took from like the '60s Brit pop, and then uh, Pulp was more like the glam rock thing from the '70s. These guys are totally '80s
1: new wave. That's yeah. what they're drawing from.
0: Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Like you guys
3: said, kind of gritty, grimy. Yeah with, with mm-hmm. those good t-
1: I could see this working into like I could see this working into an early 2000s New York sound oh too. yeah yeah like I could see the I could see the strokes of oh. somebody listening to this and being like oh yeah that's or cool or like
0: uh, oh, what was that band and I, I why am I blanking on it that um, we did in uh, back in episode 2 yeah, um,
3: it, it, sounds like it, yeah, yeah, yeah
0: it sounds like it fits in the best. yes it sounds like the yeah yeah yes
3: yeah. yeah. Another cool thing is how the singer kind of does that talk singing kind of style. Yeah. And she has a very heavy English accent. Yeah. yeah. So it gives that kind of like street cred yeah. punk feeling, you know? That's yeah. the thing too, because yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: like all the all of these bands like very much like sing with their accents. Yeah. Um, which you don't actually hear a lot from like older English bands from like an earlier generation they usually like yeah. i mean the beatles were kind of a different story yeah. but like the stones like dropped it you hear like elton guys like elton john just totally
3: dropped it or even it. like phil collins yeah. as a kid one day he talked and i'm like he's english you know like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: well you can only imagine that every single record producer is like nah you, you don't sing with an accent yeah. uh i don't know why i'm doing a voice <laughs> But yeah, like don't sing with an Hello. accent. You want this to you want people everywhere to be able to relate to it. You know? So like yeah. you don't want to regionalize yourself like that. And part of the sound of this music is it's like, "Nah, we're just we're just going to sing with our accents." Yeah. To
3: Gimlet Elastica. Elastica. Gimlet on. Cheers.
0: We're almost coming to our halfway point here and uh I think this is the band. We said Britpop. I don't think you could have Britpop without this band.
1: But no, you can't. We're,
0: we're not going to do the, you know, the... T- the this is... I, I picked this song because this is one off of their first album that I like a lot more than What's the Story, Morning Glory. Uh, this is all Oasis uh, off of Definitely Maybe from 1994. This is Cigarettes and
1: Alcohol. hmm What are we mixing? So, we're gonna go with perhaps the quintessential British beer cocktail, the the black and tan. Uh, The black and tan, it's named for the colors of its two ingredients. Uh, Pale ale with a stout poured over a spoon Mm. and floated on top. Uh, Usually Guinness. It should be noted, however, that one should absolutely never order a black and tan in an Irish bar or anywhere near Ireland, because (laughs) in 1920, the English created a new division of their special forces to combat the IRA, and their unusual uniforms, you guessed it, black shirts and uh, khaki pants... Wow. Huh. Uh, were almost as renowned as their savage battle tactics. Uh, the infamous Black and Tans <laughs> burned Irish villages to the ground. Wow. And murdered civilians and IRA alike. <sighs> uh, just order a half and half if you're amongst the Irish and you want to escape with your life. It's, it's a controversially named drink. Uh, the, I think the British named it that almost to like spite the Irish. Right. And uh, who better to listen to than the UK's own two princes Oops. of controversy. Two princes of Gallagher spitefulness brothers,
0: who do th- everything they do in their lives just for spite.
1: They're a couple of, they're yeah. a couple of right cunts, you know, <laughs> as they say. As they say across the pond.
2: <laughs>
1: but yeah, it's a black and tan, um, or a half and half if you want to be sensitive to the Irish cause. Um, and you 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 pour half of one beer into a glass and then you pour half of the other beer on top of it um, I Guinness is kind of the one you go to for the stout right. but first off you get a uh, a pale ale now I, I couldn't find a proper British pale ale where I am so I got this here Belgian blonde mm. this this Leffe, which is close enough I think to it's England. Gonna be good We got. Yeah, it's Belgium. It's right across the channel. I, uh,
0: so I did it right, I think. I, uh, again, I gotta say, the Total Wine and More in Chantilly, Virginia. Yeah, man. Uh, I got good old, uh, Samuel Smith, uh, lager beer. Uh, this is brewed in, uh, Tadcaster, England. Ooh.
1: Tadcaster. Tadcaster. Yeah. It's not a guitar made by Fender. No. It's a town. It's a town.
0: It's a town in England. It's telling us to serve it. Cool. But this is Yorkshire's
1: oldest brewery. So
3: we start with the pail. So what you
1: wanna do, you start with the pail. You start with the pail, you get it about halfway up there. Okay. Um about halfway up. And then here's kind of the the technique bit. Um you get your you get your Guinness. Or whatever stout you have. I, I went with Guinness, because that's, like, the obvious choice. Got my Guinness also. Yep, you got your Guinness. And then what you do is you get a spoon. You get a spoon, and I, I'm admittedly not super well-practiced at this, so we're all learning all today. All right, one question, though. Um,
3: yeah. Uh, do you want a head to be on your beer before you put the do the spoon action? I... I think it's fine. Okay. I okay. think it's
1: fine. A little bit of it is probably not a bad thing because w- what you don't want is for the Guinness to sink down into the beer and mix with it. Okay. Um, so what you want to do is a little bit of a, little bit of a, of a head on the pale ale um, might kind of provide like a buffer. Mm. All right, we're looking okay. good. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. So... I, and I, I'm thinking the name of the game here is just being real gentle with it, you know? You get the spoon, if you got a bigger spoon, that helps. Um, and then you just want to real lightly pour the Guinness over the back. You want to tilt the spoon, tilt the spoon so that it's kind of flowing gently yeah, into the that's thing. That's what I'm doing. Rather than just here, mixing I, let me with try. it. Because you see yeah, how now you know it's just a. Yeah, you give it a shot because yeah. I seem to have failed at it too. I just got a big old cup of brown. Yeah, that's okay. what I got. <laughs> you know, so
3: maybe have so a spoon at a little down. angle. Oh, angle down. What okay. you want to do?
1: Angle down so it. and oh. You want to get no space as much as you can. Now, here's the other thing. You gotta find the right. Oh yeah, we're bad at this, dude. We're not we're, good, we're not at, good this. at this at all. We're not good at this at all. It's hard. It's and the other thing is you have to find the right kind of beer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because Guinness is Guinness is heavy. And you gotta find a pale ale that can support the Guinness. You know
0: so what? I mean, right can now we just can have, I can I try this again? I, I think I have another beer that might work better for it. Carefully don't sure. drip on your And I've got, I've got gonna, more Guinness. I'm gonna roll with I'm gonna
1: roll with this. You guys,
3: you guys you talk mind. amongst yourselves because I think
1: I
0: can
3: do it this. It just kind of looks like yeah. a cup of Guinness. <laughs> yeah. Here, give me mine back. I'm gonna roll with it too. Yeah. <laughs> he just stole my drink. He's got it and ran away. He's
1: got it. It's it's okay.
3: <laughs> He's got
1: another one coming up for you.
3: I know. Um, we're yeah, man.
1: I mean, because really, what? And I've uh, I've talked about this before on the show. Um, we're talking about like the specific gravity. Yeah. Of uh, of certain beers and and liquors, right? So it's you gotta find a beer that is both denser than Guinness and lighter than Guinness.
0: So what I realized, what I realized as I was doing it, is that uh, I I bought both the Sam Smith Lager and the Sam Smith Pale Ale, and yeah. I poured the Lager in. So I thought, let me try the Sam Smith uh,
1: Pale Ale. Yeah, because the Pale Ale is. The pale ale is traditionally what you use for a black and tan. Yeah, and yes. evidently the leffe, this this here Belgian blonde, it, it doesn't work. So don't try it.
3: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> you're just you're going to end up
3: with a big cup of brown. I keep thinking of the word viscosity for some reason. I don't know why, but I think something with a little bit more hops is going
1: to give it like just a little a little more strength to yeah. stand up to the uh, stand up to the Guinness. We'll see how it goes cuz you know, it's there's a, there's a finesse thing to the black and tan.
3: Yeah. I got faith in you, Alex. You got this. So do I. You can do it. Let me, let me. Look how serious he is right now. I am.
1: I'm really trying to do
0: this <laughs> He's right He's not even,
3: like, talking.
2: The
1: black and tan, it's one of those things where, like, you got to get it to get it. You know, you gotta be good at it to do it. Yeah, nah. and uh, we don't know what we're doing, evidently. We don't. We'll practice know what. We'll practice. It's one we're of those doing things. It. There we go. It's one of those <laughs> things. We're just gonna drink. We're just gonna drink a fucking. A, we just got cups of brown. Yeah. Cups of brown. Yeah. There, Some we cheers. basically
0: might as well have just drunk a Guinness at this point. But uh, yeah, fuck
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It's all good. Still a good choice. Yeah. And see, unlike unlike the Gallagher Brothers, the, the two beers, they, they want to be together.
3: Yeah, they do. You know, they <laughs> want to be
1: one and the same. The Gallagher Brothers, a, a proper black and tan is like the Gallagher cheers. Brothers, where they want to stay away from each other. So cheers. Cheers.
0: All right, yeah, I mean, it tastes like a pale ale and a Guinness poured into
3: each other. Okay. really, yeah... Well, when you guys were talking about beer earlier, um, when you were talking about how that's the most popular drink, um, all I could yeah. think about was the movie Train Spotting, which, ha- oh. and a lot of that movie is a lot of sitting in a pub and chugging beer and breaking beer glasses over people's heads and yeah, a uh, lot of pool, a lot of pool, a lot of uh, swimming in toilets, all that kind of stuff. Ah, oh, man, I could go for a swim, <laughs> but <laughs> the. Uh... Actually that album has a great soundtrack as well. And it has a lot of the bands. Yeah, it does. A lot of the bands we've been talking about. I know Elastica's on there, I know uh Blur's on there. I think there's some yeah. solo Alburn. Yeah. Um I would recommend that soundtrack for those who haven't heard it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. If you're into just like UK dirtbag music. It's total
2: dirtbag you know? music. Speaking yeah.
0: of dirtbags though, <laughs> Noel Gallagher is might be the biggest dirtbag character across the playlist that we're we're
1: we're talking about here. It's um, it's really hard to compete with those Gallagher boys. I gotta tell you, as far as dirtbagness goes, it's. I mean, uh,
0: even the genesis of this band um, is just exemplary of like what a, a presumptuous asshole would do. Like, it apparently it was these three other guys. They had this band called the um, uh, the Rain. And they were like a shitty bar band, and they kicked their singer out. And I think uh, the the drummer Tony had a his friend. He had a his acquaintance was Liam Gallagher from town, and he was like, "Oh, let me bring this guy in." And then um, they played some gig, and uh, oh oh, first they were called the Rain, and Liam joined the band, and he said, "I don't like that name. I want to, like we're gonna call ourselves Oasis." Uh, and it was after like. Something, some venue he saw on a, a tour poster. He's like, so we're going to call ourselves Oasis now. And then he invited his brother Noel onto a gig that they played, and his brother Noel was watching them. And, uh, like, at the end of the gig, Noel walks up and he's like, hey, you guys suck, but, like, <laughs> don't worry. Like, I'll front the band and write all the songs. And, um, <laughs> you know, and, and then he just, like, they just kind of, like, virused into this band and like <laughs> took it over <laughs> he just like he
1: just cowboyed the entire time. yeah yeah
0: it started with Liam yeah. just being like oh great I'm the new singer uh like we gotta change this name and then oh hey my brother Noel's gonna come in and write all the songs and uh like front the band yeah and, does uh, anybody yeah.
3: does any singer look more uninterested or unhappy to be on stage at that moment in time than Liam Gallagher. Yeah, dude. Yeah. They they don't have a fuck to give between no. <laughs> like they just don't. You just wear an oversized and, jacket, uh, <laughs> put your hands behind your back.
2: <laughs> at least the Liam microphone.
0: at least Liam was like tried to work with the crowd enough and wore those like John Lennon glasses. Yeah, yeah.
3: You know, those like purple
0: tinted glasses. Like he had some fucks to give, I think.
3: But they do have so many good songs. And yeah. even that song, the thing I like about that song is the production. They kind of produce it to sound like a big stage sound, you know, with that like boomy bass. Like yeah. it sounds like yeah. you're kind of walking into a venue. Yeah, um,
1: the cymbals are real, like compressed, yeah. but loud. People give people, which people is cool. say they're yeah. very
0: like they draw a lot from the Beatles, but this is all Stones to me. You know, when I hear this one, pure, they're yeah. very pure pure rock and roll. Stones. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think like what's cool is that. What it, you know I know Noel came into the band and like bullied everyone into doing what he was wanted to do but he had an aesthetic that he was going for that was very intentional and it worked like he in everything that they did he he made the dr- the bass player and the other guitarist the bass player had to play first position notes and yeah. the, the drummer or and the guitarist had to play bar chords and that was it well, they couldn't nothing do anything complex else complex about this music yeah but like the way they played it yeah, like right. you can turn this song into something more flower oh, yeah. if you wanted to yeah. and he was like nope like you guys are playing this format
3: only bar chords in all of these songs and i think it like it, it adds some power to the whole yeah, feeling of it that gave yeah. them the without song. confusing anything i was remembering the video from wonderwall and I feel like two of the guys in that video are not in the band anymore. <laughs> like, Because that whole video is just the band kind of sitting in, with a white background and they're just playing and I was watching them live one time and I'm like, those are not the same dudes. Uh, so maybe someone slapped uh, someone slapped or played out of first position or something yeah
2: yeah
1: maybe (laughs) i mean it sounds like uh you know the gallagher brothers weren't i I don't think real shy about personnel changes. i don't think
0: the guys from the rain that it was their band i don't think any of them stuck around for oasis's entire (laughs) career think of how much of an asshole you have to be to not just be like hey i'm gonna join your band or like Hey, like, yeah, I'm going to join your band. I want to be the lead singer, but just be like, okay, so your band sucks. I'm going to join your band, be the lead singer, write all the songs, and you follow my lead from now on, okay? Great. Uh, and then, yeah, oh, you're not following takeover, my basically. lead? Like, I'm sure he fired all of those guys that actually started
1: the band. And uh... Jog on, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> Jog on. That's That's what they say over there. I mean, dude, it's, there's something of a, of a tradition to it, though. I mean, Keith Moon saw The Who back when they had their first drummer, and uh, he, he went up to talk to Pete Townsend after one of their gigs and was like, hey, I'm better than your drummer, <laughs> you know? So, so let, me, let me sit in with you guys, and I'll prove to you that I'm better than your drummer. And then Pete was eventually just like, yeah, you could fill in for our drummer. And then he was never actually in The Who. He just filled in for the entirety of their career. Yeah, but there's a
0: difference between like actively pushing to replace somebody and then just destroying a band from the inside out and turning it into like rebranding it into exactly what you want it to be.
3: Yes. You know, I actually, I have seen a band before. This was years ago. And i really liked them but they only had one guitarist and yeah. i walked up to them after mm. the show and i was like i think i could add some stuff to this yeah. and they were actually cool about it they were like come to rehearsal you know yeah. and then i ended up joining the band later but that's great i imagine like, yeah. if you took a but step I wasn't further and like, kicked suck.
0: everyone else out of the band yeah, yeah. yeah. it's
1: like your guitarist <laughs> is bullshit. the gallagher brothers i'm better than him no gallagher
0: yeah. no gallagher ray <laughs> crocked this band ray Croc. he totally ray crocked the whole he band totally wow. ray crocked he did <laughs> yeah he did
1: for those of you yeah, that don't did. know the it's,
0: story behind mcdonald's it's but... not about
1: burger restaurants it's about land
0: <laughs> he it's like I'm, I'm gonna use that term now uh,
1: like you just it's yeah. it's the term
0: for like coming in like ray Croc f- found these two guys the mcdonald's brothers they yeah. did something really well he's like hey i'm gonna take I, I want to become your partner. And then he basically fired them, yeah. you know, uh, and did his yeah. own thing. It's not
3: like a takeover. He totally of a, cowboy. Yeah, character. it's not a takeover of a corporation. It's more like, I'm just going to be in here and take this over and, and uh, uh, bye.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, and like Oasis, he took that organization to heights they could have never imagined. That's true. Uh,
2: yeah, well, anyway. Yeah. This
1: there is, uh, it's not really a black and tan, it's just kind of a black. Yeah, we made well, a, a, a brownish it, it, I think
0: black. maybe we can end this on um, a Rolling Stone writer's uh, comment on Oasis that was positive and probably also indicates a negative connotation to our making of the black and tan, but he said of Oasis, it is so devoid of finesse,
1: it's unstoppable. And there wow. we go. Wow. <laughs> That's I mean, dude, there's absolutely no finesse here.
0: No.
1: So cheers to that. Cheers.
0: Greetings friends. My name is Dean Legiro, and I'm the host of the 3324 podcast. I invite you to join me and my lifelong friend Eric Cooper to come with us as we discuss the music and movies that shaped our life. Each week, we'll pick an album or film that we really connect to and not only give you some great info and trivia but also discuss, debate, and celebrate what it means to us and the journey it took us on. We also look forward to hearing from you and giving us some of your picks for us to check out and discuss. I think it'll be a really fun experience, so come along with us for the ride. You can find us on your favorite podcast provider and at 3324.buzzsprout.com. Thanks for your time and welcome to the 3324 family. Here we go. We're halfway through. Here's the halfway point. I'm going to take a quick second to, uh, this is coming out in June. So I'm going to plug our band bad business club because when you're hearing this, we will have a single out. It's called flip me over. You should check it out. It's on Spotify, bad business club. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, it's out now. It's out now. It's not out when yeah. I'm saying
1: it, but, but it's, it's out now. That's it's
0: out in your now. That's,
1: it's a, it's like this weird kind of temporal superposition that we're in, you know? It's yeah. like it's here now, but it's also the future, man.
0: At the end of this, we're going to do our first uh, last call, uh, which is going to be like a, 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 a very drunk extra drink at the end. that's only going to be available on our Patreon with uh, a bunch of extra uh, bonus content too. But um, thanks to... We've got a a good uh, round of first couple of Patreon members, and I want to thank all y'all for helping us out and, uh, you know, keeping the spirits alive.
1: Very true.
0: All right. Very true. Uh, Here we go. Uh, What are we going to do? We're going to do Love Spreads by the Stone Roses from 1994.
1: Which is, which is, I, I hate to say this, because I'm just so, like, transparent with it, but this is easily my favorite song it's, of these ones that we're
3: doing.
0: You, well, because of the Zeppelin, it's just, you can't hide the, the Zeppelin. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. I, was gonna say <laughs> I was gonna say, this is the more of the uh, hippier side of Britpop.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: <laughs> you know? yeah. This, this harkens... to jammy, it's jammy, it's... Jammy, yeah.
3: it's-
1: jammy yeah. stoned, just, like, mean-ass fuzzy guitars. Yeah. Uh, this is absolutely... My favorite... Uh, I mean, it's in drop D, for fuck's yeah. sake. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. You know? <laughs> you can't argue with that.
0: I mean, I was like, am I listening to widespread panic
1: right now?
3: They didn't even do the E flat. They went drop D. They
1: yeah. went straight to D. They went yeah. straight to D, which I love that.
3: I, I think that's That was awesome. a good choice. It was a good choice.
1: Yeah. So here, uh, drink-wise, I wanted something... A little on the muscular side. You know, this is uh, this is going to be There's the only muscles. shake. This, and
2: this, this,
0: this, this tune this, has muscles. There's some chest hair involved yeah. in this song, yeah. Chest hair. Chest hair yeah. and
3: muscles. Yeah.
0: I mean, like... This is this song has, like, muscles, but it's like... You know when you when you see a guy, like, in front of a nightclub that's like... He's not really cut, but he's like... You can tell he's, like, really freaking strong. Yeah. Because he's got... A lot of a lot more muscle than you have, but it's under a couple layers of
1: fat. Like
3: that's yeah, sure. this song. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. And I it, mean, because this is a genre, sort of in the way that like punk rock is, where they don't love guitar solos. No, yeah, you know they don't. But this thing is like mostly lead guitar. Mm-hmm. It's so it's I'm a, super hyped about it. Yeah, it's <laughs>
3: just a guitar solo. It's just a giant <laughs> yeah. guitar solo. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, I don't know. I have no problem with that really? I don't have a problem with that as long as it makes me do like the stank face and the head bob. Which, yeah I mean this is this yeah. is stank face a
1: plenty yeah
2: <laughs>
1: um so the, the the drink it's an older kind of gin cocktail which you know you gotta you gotta mix a couple of those in here uh, yeah a stiff tangy gin drink uh, named after an unnamed beguiling mistress Ooh. Uh, It's called the White Lady. Or as I'm going to refer to it, the White Lady. (laughs) Um, And it's uh, an ounce and a half of gin. This is in the mixing glass here though, right? Uh, You put in the shaker. This is a shaker. Because there's, you know, it's not just like two ingredients that you can slap together in the glass.
2: Um,
1: You get an ounce and a half of gin going. You get... Three quarters of an ounce of cointreau. Does that mean I want to do three ounces for the for us two? If you're if you're making them both in the same shaker, then yeah. So I would advise that actually.
3: Okay. So that was a good question, Alex. It was a good question. But this this tune, it kind of revolves around.
1: There's this like out chorus thing, where he, he's kind of talking about like, ain't no king, man. She's my queen. It's just kind of like. This kind of like ghostly woman, yeah, in the background of this tune, and I don't know, I forget the name of this guy, the the singer. What's his name? Uh, Eric something. Yeah, uh, 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 Ian
0: Brown and John Squire. Those are the two founding members of the band.
1: Okay, I guess Ian
3: Brown. Yeah. Uh, not to... I guess Eric Burden and the, and the animals is what I'm thinking. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. But... Uh, I do like those harmonic trim kind of dives, too. A little, like...
1: Meow.
3: Yeah.
2: Meow.
3: Yeah, well, I, I don't think get that's... I I think
1: that's... I think that's Bottleneck Slide. They got, like, a lot of Bottleneck Slide stuff going on in here. Yeah, the Bottleneck Slide is in the intro, too, like... But it's such a cool sound. I love it. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, this is... Because we were talking about the the lack of blues-based stuff in the previous tunes. But this thing is, uh, I mean, this thing, it might as well be Miles Davis. I feel like they only (laughs) know the blues scale. (laughs) And that's it, right? It's just the three, three ingredients, right? That's it. And then get your ice in there.
3: Give it a... Smile out. Look, smile. Yeah. <laughs> I'm smiling. You gotta smile. No, always, in bar rescue, they always say that. So, oh yeah, yeah. Alex, you're doing a good job um, mixing today. I gotta admit. Thanks, dude. But yeah,
1: this this tune, man. It's. Uh, I mean, I love it. It 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 just it speaks to the bowels of my rock yeah. enjoyment. And they're using all the tricks, the hammer-ons and the. It's, oh yeah. You know. All the lead guitar shit is there. Yeah.
3: Are we ready for the White Lady, Jackson? We got ours all good to go. So now that you explained that, it actually makes sense why you chose this drink for this song, because he is kind of singing about this mysterious, mysterious. woman. It's just woman. a lemon twist. Lemon twist. Oh, lemon
0: oh. twist. Oh, sh- So how do I do a lemon twist? You got a Y peeler? I do. Hold on. Give me a yeah. second.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll hold down the board
2: over here.
1: Yeah, man. Well, okay, so this tune, like... It just... Because the British have long since had a fascination with American blues music, right? And uh, this is kind of the continuation of that into... Like, the Brit pop space. I mean, dude, I don't know. When I first heard the Stone Roses, I had first heard the Stone Roses when I was, like, just into high school. Oh, yeah. Already playing already playing music. I, I mean, I thought they were the second coming, man. I was like, this. why don't they have
3: more music out? This is so perfect it's, for, like, a young, budding guitarist. Because you can actually, it's accessible, yeah. too. You can play this stuff. Yeah. You know?
1: And it's undeniably cool. Like it's that's what's cool. weird about it is, cause it its because it has got like the, the '60s jammy kind of Hendrixy thing, yes. but it's also, and and the guy Ian, Ian whatever his name Brown I
3: think, Ian yeah, Brown yeah.
1: he yeah. sounds, yeah. he sings like he's an like he's an arch villain, yeah you know yeah he just like he doesn't he doesn't give one fuck there's a
0: sneer in there somewhere, all right I there's think a I got sneer. I got our yeah. lemon twist going.
1: Yeah, you got the lemon twist gone. There we go. Thank you, sir. Now, th- compare this to
3: the Gimlet. All right. Cheers. Uh, Cheers. Cheers.
0: Ooh. I mean, it, it's a lot more sour than the Gimlet. Yeah. It's brighter. A lot brighter.
1: And uh, I think it... It covers, like, with the Cointreau. The Cointreau and the lemon is a more powerful combination. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of silences the more um, botanical notes in the gin. It does. It's... Whereas with the Gimlet, you get the botanical stuff with the gin without that kind of, like, yeah. soapy unpleasantness. I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of
0: a last it's... word. I'm actually trying to figure out what yeah. the difference between this and a last word is. What is the, qua- uh, what is the I, Cointreau? I can tell
3: you. What? what is the Quantro? Quantro is like an orange sec. Oh, yeah, okay. It's basically okay. A orange liqueur. Orange liqueur.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last word is lime based, right? A Last word, so this is gin, Quantro, and lemon. So basically, like gin, orange, and lemon. And then a last word is gin, lime, maraschino, cherry. Yeah. And uh, green chartreuse. chartreuse. Yeah. Which and the chartreuse is just a multicolored Beast. howitzer. Yeah, of, yeah. Um, so you have like, in a, a last word is is kind of like a more complex version of this because you have all the herb stuff. Yeah, in the chartreuse uh, and the cherry and the lime versus this is much lemon and the orange like, in here. They, you you yeah. got the
0: botanical thing, you got the sweet thing, and you got the sour thing. You don't try to overcomplicate yeah. it. Once again, though, the soapiness is neutralized a little bit. Totally. And you're also not like, uh, I mean, it's a lot more simple. Like, this song is
1: way more simple than, song, you know. It's basically just a static D chord, Over a and they go to four. Yeah. They go to four at well, one point. Well, they go to the five chord, they go down. And they go to five, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah two. They go to five. But still, I mean, the whole thing is one, four, and five, which, like, but that, you know. the way
3: they do the five takes it out of the doldrums of just being a straight-up blues. Uh, yeah. Where you would just be like, oh, okay, I know exactly what's going to
1: happen. So. Well, and and it's, it's riff-oriented. Yeah. Like, the riffs carry it through the entire thing, which, I mean, that's, that's what spoke to me as a younger guitarist coming up. I was oh, yeah. just like... And you know what else... I love this one, and I love uh, Breaking Into Heaven. Oh, yeah. Mm. Off the same album, because that's all the, like, all the wad-out lead guitar stuff. Just, like, I still play licks out of the Breaking Into Heaven song. Well, the fun part is, is, is,
3: you know, we all play guitar, but this is also one of those songs that has one of those drum beats that, during that era, you would want to get on the drums and play this beat. You know, like? yeah. 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 It's got that just, like... It's not
0: just, like, the butt simple o kind of thing, you know? Yeah,
3: where you're like, okay, I guess this, like...
0: It doesn't feel like a drum And once again,
3: it's a beat that probably any of us could play. It's not overcomplicated. It just does what it needs to do, you know?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: And you know what's kind
1: of hilarious? I I did this without even realizing. Uh, (laughs) I said, when I I first heard these guys when I was younger, it, it sounded to me like the second coming. It was just like the, just like finally some sweet ass riff based <laughs> guitar sweet shit. Rock. And yeah. uh, the Second Coming, right? And this album is called Second Coming. I didn't even realize that. That's funny. You know what's actually so, so? like... So we
0: always get into like some gritty stuff with some of these bands and like how all these all these guys are kind of assholes. Funny, um, there's there's one when I was re- researching these guys. Um, in the late 80s, like, these were... This was another band that started in the early 80s and took them 12 years, you know, to get any level of notoriety. But they're Manchester guys as well, like Oasis. And they, after maybe five, six years, they got started to get so pissed off that they were, like, not, you know, getting any level of uh, notoriety and no one knew Compared them. Compared to those counterparts. Yeah. 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 So they went on a... They, they went on a, a a graffiti rampage around Manchester, just graffitiing their name, Stone Roses, like all over the city. Like these two, just like that's so funny, just tagging the, like the entire town. Um, and yeah,
1: it, it. I mean, that's
0: that's marketing. Yeah, dude.
1: it apparently like, it got that's... it got
0: them their first record label showcase. Uh, you know, out of that because people started wondering yeah.
1: what Stone Roses were. I'm starting to pick up on a little bit of a theme. I think like. And I hate to say this, but, you know, a lot of these bands, like, there's a, there's a scumbag element. Oh, to, oh, yeah, totally. To a lot of this music. And, and other genres we've talked about, like, Miles Davis definitely had some scumbag in it. Uh-huh. You know what i mean? like a
3: dirty sidewalk feel. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe, like, you know, maybe good
3: music is, is like,
1: 15 or 20% scumbag. I would agree with that. uh, 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 uh,
0: This also feels like it was one of the last. There's always these fleeting moments of um, the mainstream, like diving into scumbag culture. And and that's the prominent thing. And we hit on that with um, the early 2000s New York scene. Where like there are yeah. all these bit and strokes. And, and, yeah, and, and
1: Well but know. also, I don't know, man. I feel like this is scummier than that. Those guys, they have a scumbag thing, but it's like they're like sexy scumbags. Well yeah, they're
0: sexy scumbags in that Okay, so those guys are scumbags <laughs> and that like you know, they'll probably they'll probably that's, sleep with that's you. is the name of my new side like, project. Scumbags. scumbags. <laughs> yeah, that's the Could difference I be in that between because
3: it just sounds cool. I think like, that's the yeah, difference dude, between yeah, like northeast
0: yeah, northeast North american scum and english scum is like northeast yeah. american scum will sleep with you and not call you back. Like english scum will like you know you pu- steal your car. Steal your car. And spit yeah. on you a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just
3: enough to let you know, dude.
1: Dude, we'll we'll be the sexy scumbags. We'll be the Northeast's answer to Leonard Skinner. <laughs> sexy scumbags. It's like three guitars, yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> dueling leads. It'd be sick. I'm down. That's fun. And we need to do some of those. Those little. Uh, and now, meow. yeah, live yeah, from yeah. Forest Hill Stadium. Oh, just, it's it's. Ario
1: Speedwagon featuring <laughs> sexy scumbags. Dude And one one of the guitars will kind of like stick to slide
2: yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: That would. Oh, <laughs> dude. I'll, I'll do straight dude. bar chords. I'll stick to bar chords. Just. Saying, I'm only playing do, 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 blue duh, duh, scales duh, 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 the whole time.
2: Duh,
0: duh, 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 duh. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> you and me. You and me yeah. both. Can I just stick to? Can I stick to just like, <laughs> oversaturated open chord sweeps and just be like, yeah. go. Sounds perfect. And just like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
0: hang yeah. Out. Yeah. it will just drink
3: white ladies all day. We'll drink white ladies. Yeah, dude.
1: Yeah. White ladies, and when we get tired of that, then Gimlet's. Giblets, yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is a little too sour. I, I want to taste a little more of the botanicals. Yeah.
3: Throw me a Gimlet.
1: Yeah. I mean, at any rate, dude, the Stone Roses, like, they just... They were the first of these bands that I got into, and I liked them because they still were at their core like a hard rock outfit pure five note scales yeah maybe a mixolydian here and there some some Uh, double stops yeah oh yeah man now we're (laughs) fucking talking it's just we're here to we're we're here to rock you know we're not here to we're not here to be cool we're here to rock and we're here to and that. load up the can hey, and Stone already? roses. I'll, here I'll we go. To that. Here's to the the stone roses. Lady. Cheers. To love spreads. Stone roses. Boom. This is
0: Shipbuilding. Ship.
1: Shipbuilding. Ship. Ship building. By Suede
0: from 1995. What's going on? What are we
1: making? So, uh this is another kind of beer-based one-on-one sort of a drink. Um, it's called the Black Velvet. Mm. Uh, it is equal parts Guinness and Champagne. Okay. You, you pour the Guinness in there. You top it off with Champagne. You can... Uh, actually, this isn't... I, I was thinking that this is one you can do with ice. You're not supposed to do this one with ice. There's another one in the future that we'll do with the ice. Okay. Um, but this drink was invented in 1861... By a bartender mourning the death of Prince Albert. Uh, So now that Prince Philip has died, I figured it makes perfect sense. Um, And also, this song kind of sounds like an English funeral dirge.
0: Which, funny enough, it's actually an Elvis Costello song. It's not even their song.
1: Oh really? Really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this arrangement of it just kind of—it's just kind of like a funeral dirge to me. Very much, very much so. Um and. Also, uh, I don't. Uh, this this is a, a tragedy, a unique tragedy, in dying a prince. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. like you never got to, you never got
0: to be king. You never, you never, you, know? you never held the big seat. You never, you never got the captain's chair. You were first officer the yeah. whole time.
1: All you got to do, you fill your, you fill your vessel of choice, uh, halfway up with Guinness, Okay. and then you just take. Your champagne and just pour it right on over the top. Now, oh wow! See,
0: this is a really uh, like interesting combination to me because I would have never thought that Guinness
3: and champagne would be something you mix
2: But together.
3: it's kind of it's kind of dark and kind of like the songs. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, it's I mean it's like. Uh, it's a beverage that looks like it should be at a funeral. Yeah, so what, you know was what, this, I mean? what
3: was your association with this, uh, song?
1: Um, well, the... the tune sounds like an English funeral dirge. The drink was invented by a guy who was mourning the death of Prince Albert. Gotcha. And, uh, you know, you can drink champagne, it's a classy affair, but the Guinness makes it, you know... It makes it a little know, darker, yeah. Makes it dark. it's like whenever when you go guys. to a black tie dinner Cheerio's you good. always
0: you, you wear the same thing to a funeral you know gotcha
1: wow wow, wow. it's
0: like tangy and bready uh, this, this is actually also this song also feels oddly the most british song on the
1: uh on the it's playlist bowie. it's bowie for days it's,
0: even though it's an Elvis Costello song it
1: still is Bowie for days we're we're doing I think the that has more to do with the performance
0: yeah it does than the, it, than it, the, than it the songwriting it sounds like life on mars
1: no no mccartney yeah, yeah it does no it McCartney? does no yeah okay, okay. like lawn long- like solo era mccartney
3: yeah that's solo what era i mccartney you but, know like that kind of yeah uh solo there's era a harmonica solo in
0: there uh-huh. Which I think that's kind of McCartney. There's also brass in it, which is like if you want to say yeah. funeral, like bring in some brass. I don't know, you know? how I'm like feeling about it. Like New Orleans this. funeral.
3: <laughs> yeah. huh? This one's this is the most um this drink just has strange uh combination of flavors for me right now. Yeah. Talk sure. to yeah. it. But uh it. I'm gonna give it a couple shots and see see how this goes.
1: See if because some some drinks grow on you. Mm -hmm. Some drinks you kind of have to get used to. Um, And there's always it's something of a tradition on the show. Yeah. That there's always one or two drinks that are kind of questionable at first. You know. I like. Some are like incredibly questionable. Yeah. But I think this is this is one of those ones where it's.
3: It's weird. It's weird. The bready thing it, got it, me it, for a second, but I'm getting used it to it. It has a thing to it.
1: Yeah. It's like if uh, it's like if a raisin bread
3: was a drink.
1: You know, it does kind of <laughs> like,
0: taste like. It that's tastes really
3: good. Description. It uh, tastes
0: like a funeral, though. You're around a lot of people you really like, and you know, and there's there's beers and there's alcohol around, and um. You're getting kind of buzzed, and every once in a while you have this glimmer of like I'm having a good time with all these people, and then you remember why you're there, and then there's like a bitterness, like it stabs you with a little bit like ooh, like mm-hmm. should I be having this good of a time right now? Yeah. Like that's exactly what this reminds me of. Is it's like ooh, like right? the yeah. sh- I taste the champagne up front, yeah. and then mm-hmm. I'm and then I feel like I'm having a great time, and then the, <laughs> the darkness like stabs Guinness. me
3: in the ass. Yeah, it's like wait. Slow your roll. Uh,
0: yeah, I get the yeah, champagne. Right. Good time and then the Guinness Guilt
2: like
1: afterwards. <laughs> <at, at your laughs> <race. laughs> okay. It's uh Yeah. It's very it's very Christian of you.
2: <laughs> you know?
1: Let me get some of this Guinness guilt. Hold on. But the uh I think a
0: funeral but doesn't though? the champagne hit you up front and then the Guinness <laughs> comes yeah, it later? Does.
3: Absolutely it does. Because you get of the, the acidity yeah. up front. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you can taste the... You get the, the acidity up front. Yeah, you can taste the champagne so on like, the front. you're like, it's a party. Oh, no, it's a funeral. But then I put the <laughs> kind of go across the back of my tongue, and then it's... Yeah, it's like the
0: thought, like, isn't it great that I'm around all these people I like? Yeah, and then but, you're like, uh, oh, wait,
3: this person died.
1: <laughs> but I think that a funeral is... You're, like, supposed to have a good time at a funeral because you're you're having a good time in their honor. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. like you're remembering the good times you had. Yeah. You know, and and like yeah, it's well but it's sort of a like an emotionally you you end up switching emotional gears
0: a lot. A lot.
3: Yeah.
1: And that's that's you this know? is there's
0: taste bud gears switching back and forth constantly
3: with yeah. this one. Yeah. And once again, yeah. the song sounds so British. Yeah. And uh, you know, we talked about this uh, Suede was one of the uh, big four, yeah. including Blur yeah. and Pulp and Oasis, and uh, you know they kind of have a similar kind of like we've talked about. They speak in their own dialect and uh, yeah. gives off that vibe. Absolutely, and just slow well, and brooding. Um, <laughs> yeah. Here, I need to to drink to this uh, trumpet solo. (laughs) Yeah. Here's to suede. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that was a suede, guys.
0: Cheers.
3: (laughs) This is uh, Let Forever Be
0: by the Uh, Chemical Brothers. Yes. From 1999. What's going on? What are we mixing?
1: This one kind of had, it has like a, like a flower power kind of California folk rock thing to it. Yeah. Like I hear the birds, you know? Yeah. Like, the, you know, the Roger McGuinn birds. Um, and this is another one that is a, a kind of beer-based one-and-one kind of a thing. Um, but it's got a little, a little something extra added. Uh, you can use ice if you want to with this, but you don't have to, of course. Um, it can be made with or without ice in a pint glass. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do a little bit of ice. Are you getting, are you drinking a Foster's? Fucking A right. Because <laughs> I gotta, because I, you know, well, I'll talk about it. I'll talk about All right. it. All right. All right. I wanted to frost the glasses. Oh yeah, that's absolutely the move. So you don't need to add ice, probably. Probably not, yeah. You don't need ice, because you got frosted, big, sexy, frosted mugs. Yeah, that's right, Yeah, frosted mugs. So, this is, it's a snake bite, all right? Now, a snake bite is half English pale ale or lager. Technically, it's lager, and You know, in keeping with that, I got myself here a Foster's. I got a Foster's lager that I'm going to use for half of this. In addition to to Jack's Hard Cider right here. So it's it's a half pale lager, half cider to create a snake bite. But then, and I figured that this, it sounds, I mean, this is the coolest name for a cocktail that I've ever heard, basically. you have apple cider, you have pale lager, but then you add a half an ounce of creme de cassis, which is a black currant liqueur, and that turns it into the purple nasty. Ah! And that's the coolest name for anything. And you know what like, I got, creme de cassis, my friend. So here's what you do: you give a, you do half, half of whatever pint glass well, you yeah, got. Yeah, let me talk with...
0: about what we got over on this side of the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On, go for On it. this coast, um. We, yeah, we got uh, Samuel Smith's Old Brewery from Tadcaster, and that's their lager beer. Dude. Then we got um, Lost that's Boy. That's way more authentic. We got the Lost Boy Comeback Kid Cider from Alexandria, Virginia, yep. from right down the road. These guys have actually... I'll do a free plug. They're not sponsoring us, but... Um, yeah, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor, but free plug. I... Have been to their cidery a couple times in Old Town. Haven't been there. It's Still on
3: uh,
0: it. it's on Duke Street. It's off of okay. Duke Street, uh, yeah. but it's uh, really good. They got some great flavors. Um, it's the only cider cidery I've been to that didn't piss me off. You know, like ah. you know most.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see that. All right, let's do it. So I. So you pour in half the beer, half full with beer. In each of them, tilt the glasses so you don't get too much foam. Are you doing ice or no ice? You're doing no ice. No I'm ice because we
3: frosted the glasses. I'm doing a
1: little bit of ice. I don't know why, but cider to me, cider with ice is okay. Beer with ice is not okay. So, uh, but not now. Half the beer. <laughs> okay. Half the beer, then half the cider. Right, and with this stuff, it
3: can mix and it's fine. Yeah, we're not.
1: And actually, don't make us do another black
3: and tan, dude, because. Yeah, I know, man. It's, uh, it it's tough out there. But uh, <laughs> right. this is working out. We don't have to worry about now. Layering. Where does the creme de cassis come yeah. in? Yeah.
1: Just drop it on in there, and actually, it's it's kind of a nice thing when you send that cassis down in there, because uh, you can you just watch it. This is one where you want it to mix. You just watch it go down, because it'll naturally, it'll naturally find its way to the bottom as it goes. Do you just kind of pour it right down the center? Just, just right on in there, nothing special about it. If it, it, it's supposed to integrate. You know, gotcha. and I even, I even had uh, to give it a gentle stir, if you wanted, okay. but you probably won't have to.
3: Ooh, yeah, Ooh, that's nice. There it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're going to, because it's, I mean, it's the purple nasty, you yeah. know? You, you just send it, you just send it down there, and it turns into the purple nasty. Maybe you just give it a little, you give it a little, a little jostle Swoosh. as you pick it up. A little jostle. You know, I oh, know that yeah, that, dude, that layers, gonna whatever you did, Whatever you did on that end, that layers
3: beautifully. I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, well, anyway, cheers, cheers. boys. Cheers to the purple nasty, nasty, my friend. Let's try this bad boy.
0: This might be my favorite drink of the episode, I
3: gotta say. Once again, this is very summery. Uh, Yeah. I don't know where the pool is here, but... It's right in
0: the back, and now that it's June, even though it's not June now, but it will be June when you hear this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then let's all go down to the pool afterwards.
1: Sounds good. Dude, and this... This is tangy enough from that berry flavor Mm -hmm. from the cassis, Mm -hmm. and the cider keeps it light. The pale ale gives it a little bit of a body, and, uh... I mean it's a delight, dude. Can we I, I totally agree. Can we make a barrel of this and just bring it to the pool? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah we
1: can. You're gonna need a whole lot of fosters. But uh, you'll make it yep. happen. Yeah, it's it's good man. When, it's pretty I good. Mean, and just, I think cause, it,
0: just cause you used an Australian beer to make an English drink doesn't mean that we yours have- Yours
1: is probably better. Yours is probably better because you got the authentic English Shiat. Once again.
3: You know? The theme for today has been refreshing.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know that the British were so refreshing. Um.
1: Yeah, I, I guess. I can't help but imagine that there are a few days out of the English summer that are just kind of hot and muggy and horrible. Yeah. And like, and I'm
3: talking maybe a total of four. Maybe twelve days out of the year, and that's yeah. when the Stone Roses are like, time to write a song, with our stank yeah. face, yeah, yeah, time to turn up our amps, nice and loud.
0: Yeah, because the sun's out up there until like nine forty-five at night during the like vernal equinox, uh, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: or summer nice. equinox,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though this isn't the Stone Roses, but you were making me think of that like stank face, so.
0: I mean, yeah, this yeah. also isn't like really Britpop here. I mean, this is the Chemical Brothers. I picked it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I picked it because it had this like I, I don't know. Like, it feels like a good way to to crest off of Britpop in a way. I mean, these are. Uh, this has Noel Gallagher is singing, um, and it, it almost oh. sounds like. This sounds like Britpop's answer to "Tomorrow Never Knows" off a revolver.
3: Okay. No, yeah. You I hear, hear what I'm saying? that,
0: well, with that, know, that drum loopy kind of feel.
1: Psychedelic, you know, sort well, of Tomorrow thing. Never Knows, like, Beach
3: Boys. No, well, that's no. that's God Only Knows. No, Tomorrow <laughs> Never Knows. <from laughs> well, I think he's revolver. talking more about that loopy drum feel mm-hmm. and the bass yeah. loop kind of thing. Yeah. But tell me yeah. this isn't... Very psychedelic. Yeah. I'm also remembering the early 90s and that kind of Jesus Jones kind of, like, funky, kind of yeah. drum beat, you know, like... Boom boom That was always like in every yeah. Well these guys work with Beck too, I mean, yeah. which
0: like this sounds very much like in a lot of ways like that too. Oh, definitely. Yeah. A bit.
1: yeah.
3: Chemical Brothers got a lot Where of it, it, good material. It, yeah. If you kinda of delve into those yeah. albums. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I feel like this one this one more so than the others is sixties sounding to me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that, I, I mean like that's this because is very of like, that. It's very like flower power. Well, yeah, know? I mean that's what Roger that, McGuinn.
0: That's that. That's that. Like revolver. Like yeah. yeah. Sound like George Harrison, sounding like let's let me sample like. Bird like a
1: flock of birds and then play it, it in reverse yeah, and, yeah. and, and like that sort of stuff. Like that's, yeah. yeah, reverse
3: guitar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like very acid trippy reverse guitar kind of thing. I did yeah. not yeah. know that was a Gallagher singing though.
0: Yeah, that was yeah, Noel. me neither. Yeah. yeah, Noel was singing that song. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh it, This is actually funny because this was their first real collaboration and this is from '99. And Noel, the asshole that he is, like. <laughs> approached them like he kept going like oh hey i got this like by thing like maybe you guys can work on and then they did something for him and then like he was like ah never mind i'm not yeah, it's not time and then he did that <laughs> like five times before like they actually did anything Damn. together so imagine the hours they wasted like thinking like oh man we're gonna do something for a ga- for one of the Gallagher's," yeah. and then like Bye. Bye, yeah. Like <laughs> he's like, Oh yeah guys, like I kinda have this thing. It's like, ah oh, never mind. Oh no, no, can't Unfortunately, yeah.
1: it's totally on brand. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: That's just like exactly what you'd expect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This bass line is so fun you know? though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like yeah. even though it's so, so repetitive, like I would love to be on stage and just play this nonstop for like. It 10 sounds minutes. like the Beck
0: song New Pollution, like
3: same idea, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah, just, you know, cool. it's kind of that feeling where it almost sounds like a sample, but it could be very well just a dude yeah. playing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It. yeah. Hell yeah.
1: Yeah, just a good loop. Yeah. And, I mean, this tune, that hook, how does it feel like? You know, that's kind of loop-oriented, too. Yeah. Where it's just this this trance thing. I don't know, It's it's... Equally more 60s and kind of more modern-sounding. Yeah. Oh, it's super.
2: It's yeah.
0: like both somehow. Yeah. It's
3: weird. <laughs> hey, I try.
1: cheers to all the
0: points <laughs> that we we're all going to make. And um, hey, the uh, to the best band name of all time, right? Yeah. There we go. Twisted the, Sister.
1: What? The,
2: the Purple <laughs> Nasty. The Purple, oh, sorry, the purple Nasty sorry.
1: and the Chemical Brothers. Because i got to say, the Chemical Brothers is a really Great good band name. name. Really
2: good. It's a really
1: solid band
3: name. And And it's interesting that that bad of a band. right. What's next on the list, boys?
0: This is the last uh, this is the last song. If you're
1: on the regular feed, this is the last song. Yeah. There's one more available, but you know. You could have two. You know what you gotta you know what you gotta do to get that last one.
0: If you wanna get the if you wanna get the one after this, go to patreon.com slash imbibe the vibe you'll get this, you'll get our deep cuts, which is, like, the stuff that I edit out where, like, I don't know, Jackson, you know, there was that one time where I went off on uh, the DC hardcore scene and Maryland Blue Crabs. There was that one where you... I need to hear that one. You went off on... um, It was fun. uh, Leo Fender. You... You, oh the flugelhorn yeah. you yeah, you oh you, my went, you went 20 minutes on flugelhorn I need to hear all these these are all things <laughs> uh, dear to my heart like you <laughs> yeah. yeah awesome um the, the, the,
3: the,
0: there's the, there's quite a lot to choose from oh yeah Leo Fender yeah. was a big one and and his relationship Another. with the outlaw yeah, country yeah, guys um very not outlaw country the the Bakersfield the sound. Bakersfield Bakersfield son yeah and um yeah important there's a lot of shit and then and then and then the the prize for being a patreon member though is the cocktail deconstructions because you know you see us drink all this stuff but you don't you know if you really want to internalize how to make stuff and why cocktails exist like what we do there is we mix together a classic. We break it down to the independent ingredients and taste and talk about, you know, how those work together and then understand the combination. So anyway, but we're also introducing what we call the last call, which is basically like, Hey, we do after a full episode, we're going to do an extra drink, even though it's horrible for our health.
1: Oh fuck it. We do it for we'll, you. We'll deal with yeah, it. Yeah, we're going to deal we'll with deal it. We'll deal with it and we'll do it we'll do it for you and the truth is like the Patreon with uh with the the deconstructions there's something there for the intellectually minded bar person. You want to learn about cocktails? Go there. We talk about the mechanics of cocktails. But if you want fun silliness well, because We're offering that to you now is
3: well. definitely <laughs> buzzed by then. Right.
0: Like, well, that's well yeah, because with, yeah, with you, the last you call, could, you're getting you us say a that. drink
3: number <laughs> nine too. Um, also, which, you know,
1: and then and then you've got and nine drinks. And then, and then the lot. third
0: thing you've got, which you've mentioned, is called the is called the bar room floor, which is which is, you know, me, you know. Crying over Maryland blue crabs oh, yeah. and and sitting and listening to DC hardcore at the Dancing Crab well, on Wisconsin Avenue, and, which is a and, weird place uh, yeah. for that to
3: happen. Uh, yeah. But it is by Fort Reno, so it's not too far off exactly. the beaten path. My question is: Please tell me you brought up "Feels So Good" when you talked about the flugelhorn. Yeah, of course. Okay, Chuck
1: Mangione. Okay, just make <laughs> it sure. Is that a joke? Just make it sure.
3: <laughs> I've seen King of the Hill, man. I need to get a Patreon account now, too, because I haven't heard these episodes, but they're speaking my language. <laughs> we keep... And now I'm going to be on it, here's one. Here's the thing, so, like, well, All right. I'm getting this. I'm doing it.
0: Let's do it. Uh, here, here it is. Here's our last song. Here is Bittersweet Symphony by The Verb. What British you may have shit heard of it. are we mixing with
1: this? Well... Get a little those in the know. Getting a little emo. As far as British, as far as British cocktails go, those in the know will, uh, I mean, they'll notice that there's something of a glaring omission from this list, right? Yeah. And that glaring omission is the Pims cup. The Pims, Pims, Pims. The Pims cup. It's the. It is the unofficial drink of the British upper crust, yo. So. And here's the crazy thing about a Pimm's cup is that it is, in addition to being a light springy classic, it is, I mean, you can make a Pimm's cup like hundreds of different ways. There's no one way to make a Pimm's cup. I don't know
0: anything about Pimm's I know that a girl that I. No one does! A girl that I, no da- a girl that a I dated like, loved Pims. And I was. <laughs> so I like. Was she English? No, no, she was from Texas. Like Gladys but, Knight uh, and the Pims. Okay. Like, yeah. What? Gladys Knight and the Pims. The Gladys Knight and the Pims. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly.
2: <laughs>
0: That's hilarious. Hey, listen, it's hard I out agree. here for a Pims.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. No one knows what the fuck is going on. I have, on have no with clue what this is. So hey, listen, bottom, why don't you guys Pimp? It's, it's an Amaro. It's the closest thing that exists to an English Amaro. It's gin-based, but it's got a bunch of herbs and shit in it. One we should okay. drink straight PIMS one day right. for a cocktail deconstruction because drinking straight PIMS is horrible. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it sounds you great. should never do it. Yeah. But a Pims cup. A Pim's cup is a delightful thing. All right. Um, So get some ice in your glass. Get, it like, a pint glass going, such as this. Um, Or a highball. That works, too. And there's a million and a half ways to do this, right? So we're going to go with kind of like a middle-of-the-road kind of Pim's situation, you know? And uh, I I might throw in an interesting twist on my end, just because I found something that's kind of kind of fun. All right. Um, so you get your pims, you get a cup full of ice. You put an ounce and a half of pims in there, uh, and then like a half an ounce of lemon juice. You can in also, each, if you're looking glass, for less, we're we're mixing in right in the glass. We're mixing that's, right in the that's glass. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No shaking here. No shaking. Um, yeah. Ounce and a half of pims. Half an ounce of lemon juice. If you want less tart do less lemon juice no let's just make it how you're making yours yeah so ounce and a half of pimps half an ounce of lemon juice half
0: an ounce of
1: lemon juice i got my lemon juice here now what i like to do some people they'll pour it up with sparkling lemonade some people do ginger ale some people do soda water i'm gonna go half ginger ale half soda water and then And this is some New York shit, if ever there was one, dude. Okay. I got this Sweet Reason Curators of Calm Sparkling Water. And this sparkling water is cucumber mint-infused sparkling water. We do have mint. But it doesn't... Yeah, and you'll use it. Okay. But it doesn't stop here, dude. Gotcha. It also has... 10 milligrams of hemp extract. Oh, look at you. Show yeah. off. That's the New York shit yeah. with it. It's like, dude, it's like weed water, man. Hey. And... I like it. It just kind of tastes like minty, cucumbery soda water, but maybe, maybe there's a little uh, CBD in there, dude. I don't know. Right. We're gonna find so out.
0: So I've got mints here, I've got cucumbers in here, I've got oranges in here, I've got What do I do with all
1: these things? You just jam it all into the glass. All right. You just try and make it look look as nice as you can. While jamming as much of it in as I can. (laughs) Yeah. Some people muddle. Some people muddle the stuff with a Pim's cup. I... I, I don't believe in that necessarily, but all I'm doing I got cucumber slices.
0: I got cucumber slices. Take... I got cucumber slices. How we many cucumber, cucumber, slices. Yeah, cucumber slices? How many cucumber slices? Also, you do sounded you want so
3: British when you just said muddle the pim's cup. I don't know why I that m- sounded. Yeah, yeah. Pims. Yeah. Yeah. How many use cucumber the Pim's yeah. cup?
0: How many how many cucumber slices
3: do you want me to use on this? Seventeen. Uh I mean Seventeen.
1: Yeah, I got I got six so far. You can do more or less if you like. Like six um, slices got, of cucumbers? Well, Yeah, dude. Or, you know, populate them throughout your drinks as you see fit. I also have orange wheels. We got wheels of orange.
0: And I'm going to put... Should I put limes and lemons in
3: here, too? Oh, I've overflowed. Yeah, we're shirt. about to do Hang that, on. too. We didn't think correctly. I don't think there's any more room, to be honest. You know, I'm just going to pop yeah. these...
1: Well, okay. Then, here's what you do. Here's what you do, dude. You you use the knife that you keep at your desk. What if
3: I just chug the top off of it?
1: No, you you carve... You carve a slice into your fruit like that. Uh, oh, I got you. you. I got you. you. Yeah, you arrange the fruit on the thing. Um, I also... I got my fucking... I got a couple lemon twists from earlier. Uh. I'm gonna jam jam those into it. And basically it's the song, right? The song is yeah. Bittersweet Symphony, right? So
3: is that where we're gonna feel here? A little bittersweet?
1: The Pimm's Cup is a bittersweet drink. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And it's. It should be a visual symphony. It is. It it, there cool. should be. It, it looks cool. It looks Check cool this cool out. Shit. A Pim's cup. Look at ours. It's like the. It's. It's the unofficial. See, here's what I got going. Oh,
3: There's, his you know, is sexy. Ours is like.
1: Well, I don't have
3: orange. Okay. It's, it's the unofficial official drink of Wimbledon. Do you know what? You know? Can I give Alex some props, though? He's been mixing all these by himself. I haven't been helping at all.
1: Hey, I I completely agree with that. Alex, I think you've been doing a great hey, job, For man. the first time. I think you know? you've been killing there it. There you go. For the first time, dude, I would... Yeah. Right, here's a. Here's one of these. Boom. You're gonna have one of those. I took one too. Oh, wait, you know? we were
0: blowing it up? I we missed that. Shit. Oh,
1: yeah, what? No, nah, dude. It's okay. <laughs> but, like... The Pimms Cup is a bittersweet drink that is a symphony for the eyes. Oh, uh, yeah, So good. all you got to do...
3: All right, you ready? Are We're we trying ready? this. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, boys. This favorite. is my and favorite. Ian, you're, you're, this is my favorite.
1: You're talking about... Yeah. You're talking about refreshing, dude. No, this is my yeah, favorite. This, this is, is the most refresh. I'm. This is this
0: refreshing. is the most refreshing I'm, shit this this is on really earth. Really refreshing.
3: This is my favorite. It's the most refreshing shit on earth. I yeah. just got rehydrated. Was the- this was good for the end of the show, <laughs> or the ending.
1: Yeah. Towards the end. Uh. Yeah. This is, and that's why I wanted it to go last. Yeah. Because it's it's just like reinvigorating. It's so refreshing. You get all the fruits. But the bitterness of the pims kind of anchors all of it, you know. I feel like I got drunk eating like... a salad, and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the cucumber. I've never heard anything more eloquent in my entire life. But it's delicious. Yeah, it's like it's like
0: ordering the McDonald's salad, where you're like, oh, <laughs> I i got a salad I still, uh, yeah. yeah but you went to mcdonald's that's huh? yeah,
2: okay
3: oh you got the extra sugary sriracha dressing good for you uh but yeah dude no this is cool this uh i've always been a big cucumber fan i think there's nothing more refreshing than a cucumber so
0: yeah. we uh, got to address the elephant of the room on this song okay is that... Which is Bittersweet oh, the Symphony. the
3: Rolling Stones controversy.
0: Totally uh, plagiarism here. Uh, um, except it's kind of not and kind of is at the same time. So, like, both parties well, this
3: were... this is when the sampling debate... What song? What song so, do they uh, say? Yeah.
0: I mean, we're going to... We'll do it on the last call, so you guys can hear us talking uh, about it. I know but... a little bit about uh, this, yeah, actually. Okay. It's called Last Time. The song is Last Time. Yeah. But it was...
3: Mm-hmm. So... Um, Did you know about this, Jackson?
0: So the Verve, uh, Richard Ashcroft. Okay. No, dude. This is gonna be
3: fun for Last Call. Then. So,
0: so sing, lead singer yeah. songwriter of the Verve, A- Richard Ashcroft, like, uh, like both sides are kind of right and wrong at the same time because Richard Ashcroft was like, "Hey, I really like this song, Last Time," and he found dude, this. That's... He found
1: this. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, yeah. but uh, both sides being right
3: and wrong. Is like every music IP. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But this exactly. is also the it's the advent like, of sampling was starting to become a thing. Totally. Uh, at this yeah, time yeah, as yeah. well. But the, the and and the legal system had yet to catch up. Intellectual out. property,
0: the, et cetera. You know, we yeah. don't have to get into all the weeds of music yeah. law, but there's a yeah. difference between songwriting rights and sound recording rights. And what Richard Ash totally. what Richard Ashcroft did is he was he sought he got the rights for this orchestral sample of this song, of of, of Rolling Stones' uh, last uh, last time, and uh, he got the rights to that, but he didn't seek uh, rights from the Rolling Stones, yeah, yeah. who wrote the composition. Right. Are you are you so right, giving us a teaser? Right, right. Or are we going to talk about this now? I mean, I can tell you what happened. Okay. Uh, but dude, the,
1: in the music business, songwriting is king. Yeah,
0: and the thing about what happened to this guy is like it was their biggest freaking hit, but Jagger and Richards had to get added to the songwriting credit, and then all the royalties yep. went to Rolling Stones manager Alan Klein. <laughs> <laughs> and I think finally, in a gesture Bless of goodwill, you. in twenty nineteen, so I heard about that. A little now. over a year and a half ago, uh, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. Like got signed their publishing over to Richard Ashcroft for this song, so like he's
3: finally able. To, yeah, good on him. They make yeah. enough money. That was nice of him, dude.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, they got plenty of money at this yeah. point. You know what's a fun thing? This is really quick. Uh, when I saw Jeff Beck at the L.A. Uh, the Ray Theater in L.A., um, my dad and I were there. We were seeing Jeff Beck, and. Uh, When he was playing uh, Where Were You, the last tune Sorry, Jeff, if you're listening (laughs) Um, When he was playing his last tune My dad and I were like, hey, you know, the parking in there is kind of tight We should go get the car So we left in the middle of the last tune Yeah.
2: Um,
1: And we're standing outside of the venue And then the doors come flying open And four huge dudes in suits come out And they're like, move out of the way, please and in the middle of these four huge suited dudes is a short little Mick Jagger <laughs> as he goes. So my dad and I saw Mick Jagger. That's nice. cool. And that was cool. And he goes by and then we look at each other and we're like, oh shit, that was Mick You're Jagger. like, look at that little
3: tiny yeah. Mick Jagger. Aww.
1: Yeah, there he goes. Oh, look <laughs> look how, at him. Look how
3: cute and, look how cute <laughs> and wrinkly he is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> is that a little
3: Lenny Kravitz? Oh, look at him. Yeah, Ooh. it happens. It was just like that. It was just like that. That's cool though. I think that's cool. This is a good also moment. the fact that Mick Jagger still supports Jeff Beck is a good thing.
1: Yeah. Oh you know. dude. All those guys. I, I just I want to believe and this is evidence in its favor. I want to believe that all those guys are still good for him. me too. That you makes know. me sleep better at night.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think of all these tunes. Yeah. Just looking at the list you know Love spreads is a personal favorite of mine, but this is a tune that was inescapable for a little bit. I mean, it's still kind I think, of
3: inescapable. When yeah, it pops yeah. Up, you this
1: know? is probably this is probably the most famous song of all the ones that yeah. like the biggest and hit of all the ones that we've the talked Rolling about.
3: If you listen to the Rolling
2: Stones version, the, the it's issue not as, good with it, as
0: this, yeah, but the issue with it no. is like he pulled they pulled the orchestral version, yeah, and he's like, oh, I pulled the sample, so I'm good, but then. The the problem is he lifted this melody too I mean,
3: you're not allowed to do that That's just how it is And like, it's
0: like,
1: dude You're not allowed to do that But And also, just from a From the point of view of somebody on the ground In the Rolling Stones camp An orchestral arrangement That's, that's dollars right there Oh yeah You gonna play an orchestra for some shit? Like, that's fucking money
0: What are your, what are your Thoughts
3: on the verb Your final thoughts on the verb I only know this song. I'm glad uh, this is the only song I know by them.
1: Me too. Never yeah. heard another song. Me too. By them.
3: And I'm listen. That, I'm glad he got his money. Yeah. No, they're they're good. You they're, know, they, they, they
0: got a, I mean, they're they got a good vibe. They're like a, they, they got the sampley vibe of like Beck. Yeah, Which, like some of the melodic stuff of Radiohead, without being too like losery as Radiohead.
3: Okay. You know? Well, uh, I would say I'm glad yeah. the song exists. Yeah. I'm glad the song exists. Yeah. yeah. And I don't get. S- I didn't always feel that way, yeah. but now I do. And I don't get sick of it like I get sick of it, like Chumbawamba or something like that. Yeah. You know.
0: Actually, the verb was like uh, Brit. This is like the most modern yeah. hit. Brit pop was, was kind I of cre- on on its way out here, and. Um, but I think this was, uh, you know, um, all of these songs, they were very British, you know? And I, I think we've tasted things so. that were all very, very
1: and this, British. this, I don't know how much Pimms Cup you guys have left, but
3: this is like... I love
1: it. Beer. Beer is the favorite drink of Britain, but the British upper crust would say that this is their official beverage. Yeah.
3: I'm gonna make another one of these. You go to, yeah, I like it. Yeah, this is my dude. You go to Wimbledon. This is
1: like the official drink of Wimbledon, man. I mean, just this is this is what I it think is. I think we so, should
0: go to Wimbledon for our next yeah. episode after the talk pool about and after the
3: uh, yeah. other stuff. So listen, yeah. here's what
0: we're gonna do, dude. Is uh, you're gonna come down here, take an Amtrak down to VA. We'll
3: swim in the pool. Sure.
0: We'll play Nats Park. We'll do a podcast and then we'll fly over
3: to Wimbledon. Yeah, and great. Yeah, perfect. And we'll, we'll just put get this, drunk on pimps. We'll put this playlist on loop. On loop. Yeah, we'll just put <laughs> bittersweet. <laughs> no, just this on song on loop um, until we lose our just mind. Just this song.
0: Anybody? And any final thoughts? Yeah. Again. Final thoughts on Brit pop? On the things
1: we've tasted today.
3: I would say. Uh, an underrated album like I said well not underrated actually it's rated just exactly what it is but it's like pretty solidly rated no what I would say is listen to the Train Spotting soundtrack if you haven't heard that oh yeah there's so much cool shit on there it's not 100% Britpop but it's very Um, Britpopian Britpopian it's in there (laughs) Uh, it's got it's thing to it that's something that I enjoyed for a long time and kind of got me into a bunch of other bands and uh drink a pimp's cup that's all i gotta say what about you what i gotta say
0: is i i've discovered an appreciation for a music that is very much reveling in its own regional uh eccentricities and um and and just putting them completely forward and that um and having that match with like a, a some tastes that are very like English forward as well, like um, I don't know, really yeah. made me sort of regain an appreciation for kind of music that I was very popular when I was a kid that was just kind of around and in the ether that I didn't really yeah. zero into, and now that I am, I'm I'm very appreciative.
1: I mean, we're still kind of waiting on the the heir to the throne of Britpop a little bit, you know? Like, we're still kind of waiting for another band to come down and and do this because this hasn't really happened since. I mean, the the Arctic Mm. Monkeys, I guess. I was going to say Arctic
3: uh, Monkeys or... uh,
1: Yeah, Yeah, like, a bit, though. But they're kind of closer to the... They're closer to the New York side, Yeah, like the hives and stuff like that. Yeah, they are. The 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 hives. Yeah, Yeah,
0: they they totally are. Yeah. Yeah. You've got you know? gorillas, but they're but doing I will a say, totally dude, different
1: thing. You know, the gorillas have been on their own wave the yeah. whole time. I've always, I've is, always been a big fan. I, um, me too, dude. Yeah. Listen, Plastic Beach, oh. that album, Plastic Beach, so good. Cause everybody loves Demon Days. Demon Days is amazing, but then Plastic Beach came out and people kind of slept on it's it for a little Snoop bit. It's got Snoop
3: on it. Uh, who's that R&B guy everybody? that does that one song? um... Bobby Womack. Oh my god, that oh, song Bobby is amazing. Bobby
1: Womack
3: is on there? Amazing. From uh, Across the 100. Amazing, yeah, I'm gonna Dude, make he's him listen to the song when we're done. It's so good. Dude, like,
1: Plastic Beach, oh, Plastic Beach is the album, Plastic Beach is the album that I learned
3: how to smoke weed to. There's some songs right? in there that sound and, uh, like sitcom songs, right? Like, it sounds like it could be like yeah. the intro of a sitcom. Like, it's all over the place. Super Fast Jellyfish? Yeah, something. Yeah.
1: Super Fast Jellyfish <laughs> is hilarious. <laughs> But then you have literally, dude. It's it's Mick Jones yeah. and Paul Simonon from the Clash. We got the Clash. We got. Fleur. Then it's Little yeah. Dragon, and then it's Bobby Womack on there. And it's just, it's the amount of It starts off with Snoop Dogg.
3: It starts off with Snoop
2: Dogg. Yeah, it does.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Jeez. No, the depth, the yeah. depth of that album. It's it's the Plastic Beach, right? But then there's a stark drop off into the florid oh, yeah. depths of just like amazing features. And there's orchestrated shit
0: on there. I mean, there. this is, this is the uh, shit that guy, Damon Alburn. He, he's, he's, yeah. you know, um, at, he's in a class
1: by himself.
0: Th- what are you, uh, what are your thoughts on? Uh, okay. So British drinks, all the, all these English drinks that, that, uh, that we've had so far, I got to say my favorite, I think my favorite was probably the one before this one. What was it called? The, the purple, purple nasty, nasty. Um, But I do think like a commonality for me out of all all of these that we've had has sort of been this, like they've all either felt like a, a floral meadow next to the Thames or Mm. a late night pub. And it's, or a combination Ooh. between the two. And that's. and that's. I think know, there's that's, a. That's how I felt. I don't know what you felt about the drinks.
1: There's a simplicity, flavor wise, uh, that I think sort of is the through line through all of this stuff. Um, like, it doesn't have to be complicated to be good, which is really kind of endemic to this music, too, I think. Um, these are dudes who aren't. I mean, they're not doing the most complicated shit on earth, but it, it just works. Yeah. It sounds good, Yeah. you know. And I think a lot of these drinks kind of end up feeling that way too. Yeah. Um, I mean, everything that we've
0: had, I mean, the black and tan had, we've had has been very simple, <sighs> except for making the black yeah. and tat, tan. This has
1: all been <laughs> which is only
0: two ingredients. Just, we have yet yeah.
1: to <laughs> we <laughs> have yet to master the technique. Yeah. yeah. And we got to find the right beers. Yeah. There needs to be a redemption. You can't
3: do it with just like. Yeah. We need a redemption yeah, video. We'll make it happen. Where we just make a nice... We'll get a redemption going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do some research myself, I'm down, too.
0: man.
1: Me, too. Me, too. And I think that uh, eventually, eventually we'll figure it out. Yeah. But it's one of those... I feel like it's a... I feel like it's a closely guarded secret.
3: No, but you're right. The beers that you it's have to right use. It's the right beers and the right viscosity and the right... It's got to be the yeah. right beers. Hey, um,
0: well, cheers. Ah, uh, shit. I put my, my pim's cup away, but I'll, I'll cheers to,
3: I already drink mine too. Yeah, Not hey. good. Let's fist
0: bump. Cause cheers I don't want to cheers to an empty glass, but here's cheers to Brit pop. Cheers to the verb. Cheers to all these bands. Um, if you, uh, Hey, listen, like subscribe to the pod, uh, leave a review. And if you're a Patreon member, um, Hop over to the Patreon page because we're gonna be hanging out for the last call. We'll be we doing another drink, another song. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, everyone. Uh, well, Jackson, you know our motto. What's our what's 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 the oh, motto yeah. we
1: want to go off of? Uh? Well, I mean the the most important thing to do is to have fun out there. You know, you gotta have fun out there, and I think that. The through line, at least with all this stuff, is that it's, even when it's not light, it ends up being refreshing, you know? I think refreshing is a great, a great sort of epithet for all of these because they sort of end up that way. Even, even the heavier stuff, you know, there's some gin cocktails in there that, but at, you know, at the end of the day, they end up being refreshing. Yeah. Um so I, I definitely think that that is a, a good thing to I feel to, good. I feel
2: hydrated. I'm I feel,
0: hydrated. I feel like I've just yeah. finished a nice spring day in, in I mean
1: the Pim's cup, what's so great about the Pim's cup is that it is it, it has a bitterness and an effervescence, but it's it's bitter and effervescent with just like a bunch of plants on it. Yeah. And yeah. you just enjoy all the plants, all the fruits
3: and I'm the not leaves, gonna waste all these plants. You know? I'm gonna make another one on top of this.
1: For the patreon fucking okay. a right <laughs> fucking a right well so if you guys want to see us drink these you gotta if you want to uh... oh yeah well we got we got something else lined up for the for the patreon Uh-oh. okay for the for the the last call it's another one but it's a simple
0: one but it's, it's a good one we'll have one
3: of these off to the side we'll i don't want to waste the all these beautiful veggies yeah.
0: no ian do thanks not. for coming on the show do not Thanks and for having me, guys. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, and, man. Uh, of course,
1: dude. It's, it's been great. This has been
0: great. We're we're gonna we're gonna keep cranking these out. So we'll see you again too. Awesome. Uh, and then we'll see you on the other side um, in a, a couple of minutes all of our all of our Patreon folks oh. who want to hear the last call. But in the meantime, that's right. Um, have, have fun, fun out, out there, there everyone. This was great. We had a great time. Have fun.